They opened the first Culver's in Sauk City, Wisconsin. You know what we did? We gave it our all. Oh, it's Saturday night. For the first time ever, a college football bowl game in the state of Wisconsin. Greeting every guest with all our heart. Put six on my staff. What a catch. Making sure everyone felt welcome from around the state. The senior wide receiver from New Lisbon catches a touchdown pass in the Culver's Isthmus Bowl. Leaving a smile makes everything taste better. With a baseball slide to the back corner of the end zone. And it's a tradition we bring with us yet today. The cherry on top of the Culver's Isthmus Bowl Sunday. Welcome to Delicious. The first college football bowl game ever played in Wisconsin is back. UW River Falls and Washington University in St. Louis. This is the Culver's Isthmus Bowl on 100.5 ESPN and Wisconsin On Demand. From Bank of Sun Prairie Stadium, the second annual Culver's Isthmus Bowl on 100.5 ESPN, the ESPN app, and Wisconsin On Demand. The snow is flying. The stage is set for a rematch of the inaugural Culver's Isthmus Bowl as the River Falls Falcons out of the WIAC take on the Washington University St. Louis Bears of the CCIW. That's right. Like the Buffalo Chicken Tenders, they're back for round two in the Culver's Isthmus Bowl. Good afternoon, everybody. My name is Jesse Nelson. I am joined by Mike Padol, and we are enthused to once again bring you the first ever college football bowl game in the state of Wisconsin. Mike, a fantastic game today between two outstanding schools that had wonderful, wonderful seasons and just couldn't quite get into that playoff. Uh, a matchup so nice they had to do it twice, Jesse Nelson. The Culver's Isthmus Bowl, only, this is only the second college bowl game ever played in Wisconsin. And uh, last year's game was a thrilling matchup. Two teams that play spread offense evenly matched and they are going head-to-head uh, -head again it was like a highlight filled game this is going to be a fun matchup the weather today out here you always roll the dice in november in in wisconsin and today uh even on my drive up here 10 minutes of sunshine 10 minutes of white out snow and and the field has snow on it um, that will impact it. It's cold. We're luckily, our soft butts are in the booth. And um, it, it's really a fun matchup. You know, the, these this game is going to be very, very entertaining. It's going to be fantastic. Last year's game kicked off. It was sunshiny, gorgeous. People were tailgating in the lots wearing shorts. Some of the players were shirtless out on the field in the, during warm-ups a year ago. Today... Kickoff temperature 21 degrees with overcast skies as snow covers Bank of Sun Prairie. Opening kick coming up right after this. The Culver's Isthmus Bowl, UW River Falls and Washington University, St. Louis on 100.5 ESPN. This is the Culver's Isthmus Bowl on 100.5 ESPN and Wisconsin On Demand. 
Jesse Nelson, Mike Padole, the second college football bowl game ever played in the state of Wisconsin. A rematch of the first, the Washington University St. Louis Bears and the UW River Falls Falcons. From Bank of Sun Prairie Stadium, the ball is kicked left to right, fielded by River Falls back at the five-yard line, and the return coming right, spinning forward to the 25-yard line is where the Falcons will set up the first offensive series of the second annual Culver's Isthmus Bowl. And as we mentioned, there's snow on the field and icy conditions. It was unsafe to just walk around the stadium today, and that kickoff looked like it was in slow motion. Everybody running a little more bow-legged to make sure you're, you're, uh, you got your balance under you. This is going to be a fun game. Shotgun formation as Caleb Blaha, the sophomore quarterback for the Falcons, takes the snap. Looking right, pressure coming, now he'll roll that direction. Looks downfield, fires to the sideline. Completed pass for sophomore wide receiver Luke Cush. Tiptoeing the sidelines, out of bounds for a gain of one to the 29-yard line. It'll be officially second down and nine. And as we saw last year, Mike Padol, UW-River Falls moves quickly. Blaha takes the snap, wants to run himself, takes it up the gut, out to the 35-yard line where he stumbles forward, being tripped to the 37, just shy of the first down line to gain. Third down and about one for the Falcons. All these up-tempo teams don't want Mike Padol to talk. Quickly to the line of scrimmage in that sense. Here's the snap. Here's the handoff. It's Michael Krieger, the sophomore running back. First carry. Balls on the turf. And Washington University recovers. The Bears have it to start this game. A turnover forced by Wash U. Wow. Three consecutive plays where the Washington University in St. Louis defense swarming all over the field that's the interesting thing in this game jesse now we're on a sudden change situation look for washington u to go deep and strike in a quick change situation let's see what the bears do on first down they are led by sophomore quarterback clark stevens out of bronxville new york matt rush the usual starting quarterback has missed some time the last couple of weeks due to injury here's the snap and the first down carry going left kenneth hamilton Whoa. sophomore running back is brought down but would not go to the ground as he was corralled by the river falls defense that was a great stop by Cade Schmidt, the linebacker, number 47. But he couldn't bring uh, Hamilton down to the turf. I mean, three, three, four hats to the football for UW-River Falls just flying around the field. Second down and 11 after the loss of one on the run for Hamilton. Two receivers left, three right, empty backfield. Here's the snap, throw right side. Stevens into traffic, incomplete at the 35-yard line. Intended receiver was number 14, Cole Oakman. And Cole Oakman coming off the field holding his arm. Either either he got a stinger or hurt his wrist, but he's in pain. He he sprinted off the field, and, uh, you know, it's so cold out here. Everything's a little more hurty. (laughs) You know, when the pads pop, it stings just a little bit more. Ball at the 41-yard line of UW-River Falls. Line to gain is the 31 for Wash U. Three receivers right, one to the left. Shotgun formation. The tailback Hamilton to the left side of quarterback Clark Stevens. 13-34 to go first quarter of the Culver's Isthmus Bowl. Now a late movement for a receiver going right to left. Here's the snap. Stevens steps up in the pocket. Pressure coming. Ludes, one but not the second defender, and a sack for River Falls. 
number 55, Carson Steen, all-conference, 6'6", 290, the sophomore from Big Lake, Minnesota. Big Lake man, big-time big sack that time. What a play. It'll be a three-and-out for Washington University of St. Louis as the punter comes out onto the field. Look, look at the defense setting the tone here early, Jesse. Number 31, Andrew Grissack. Yeah, definitely a different tone than we <laughs> saw from a year ago in a uh, game that ended up with 40 oh, points. Oh, it's a block punt by River Falls. The Falcons have it on a special team's takeaway into WashU territory, brought down inside the 30 at the 28-yard line. WashU forced a fumble. The River Falls defense forces a three and out, and a block punt has the Falcons set up great for their second offensive series of the Culver's Isthmus Bowl. What a special teams call that time. All out blitz on the punt out of nowhere early in the first quarter. And, uh, you know, all the operations are running a little bit slower in this weather, but not that all out blitz. Here come the Falcons. From Coon Rapids, Minnesota, Caleb Blaha, the sophomore quarterback, takes a snap, goes over the middle of the field, into the end zone, tipped away, incomplete. A couple of intended receivers in the area, including Mason Van Zeelen, the sophomore number six, who led the team with nine touchdown catches on the year, was looking for number 10, and just had it tipped away, incomplete. Kyron Kanjar, senior from Chicago, played at Mount Carmel in high school. He knows this weather. Laha option play running left, takes it himself, tucks it inside the 25, extending forward to the 23-yard line for a gain of five. Third down and five, UW-River Falls, 12-25 to go first quarter, Man, no score. The defense can players can barely get off the field. Here's the snap. Again, Blaha wants to run, takes it himself, lunging forward just shy of the 20-yard line. Again, couldn't get a lot of great footing out on this field, and he's dropped short. It's fourth down and about three yards to go. River Falls keeps the offense out there. Can Wash use defense get a big stop on fourth and three? Three minutes into the Isthmus Bowl. Blah looked for the snap now, looks for direction from the sidelines. Head coach Matt Walker and substitutions Ooh. aplenty for River Falls. So they went quick to the line. Now they decide to make a line change. And this almost looks like it could be the special Field teams goal. unit. It yeah, is. I'm surprised I'm surprised by that, but not that's that's a belief that the coaches are looking at this thing and going. Maybe there won't be a lot of points here today. This would be a 38-yard field goal. And now they're going off the field. The freshman, Justin Sheberl, and it would be his longest-made field goal of the year by a lot if oh. it were to go through. His long on the year was 23 before this. And in this kind of cold with biting wind, it's like kicking a, it's like kicking a ham. It's like kicking a canned ham, Jesse. Yeah. It's so heavy and hard. And, and what we're really seeing with the, with the two defenses here early, one thing we got to take into effect, and this game will be a lesson on the spread offense mm -hmm. as we go through. I'll talk about kind of the objectives. But both these teams, their defenses practice every single day against a spread offense. So it's one of those things where both these teams are kind of used to this tempo thing. Wash U scores 44 points a game on the year. River Falls averages 40 points a game 
Offense expected. We'll see how the weather factors in. Out of the timeout. The offense is out for River Falls on fourth and three. Blaha wants to throw. Has to elude pressure. Taking it himself. Left sideline. Extends forward. First down yardage as he scampers out of bounds to the 17-yard line. That's good for a Falcon first down. Good mobility. Oh, correction. No, he didn't get there. They're going to say he stepped out a yard and a half shy of where he thought he went out of bounds. And it's back to Wash U. They'll take over at the 19-yard line that was really an optical illusion because from up here it looked like he got in however there were i thought he had it too mike there were some wash U players and staff going crazy on that side saying he got out one year one yard before side judge agreed turnover on downs by the defense who knew the defense would be the unit coming up clutch here for both teams early in this second annual culver's isthmus bowl wash U back out with 11:26 to go in the first quarter no score Wash U River Falls in the Culver's Isthmus Bowl. Here's the snap. Stevens hands. Hamilton running left. Trying to get the edge. Wow. Could not get there. Couple of River Falls defenders in there, including Aaron Borderling from Spring Valley, Wisconsin. The sophomore able to haul things down for the River Falls defense. Virtually no gain. Second and ten for Wash U. Yeah, yeah, that's him. Borderling, he did a really nice job taking an angle and trying to get the TFL, but what a play. Two receivers left, two right, shotgun formation. Hamilton, the lone tailback to the left side of sophomore Clark Stevens. Try to get him to jump there, a little, little Aaron Rodgers quick count. Stevens is the backup quarterback this season for Wash U, but he has appeared in nine games. This time he flings it left side, complete Colin Hoidia the junior wide receiver, but he got only a yard, maybe two, out to the 21-yard line. Michael Brown, six foot, 190-pound sophomore, so sophomore is making plays here in the Culver's Bowl. He's from Victoria, Minnesota. He's used to this weather. They'll officially call it a gain of three for third down and seven with 10-15 to go in the first quarter. Ball on the left, hash, two receivers right, one to the left. Awaiting the snap. Clark Stevens tried to draw the River Falls defense off sides. Almost got him. And now he looks to the sideline. They'll make an adjustment at the line of scrimmage. Trips to the wide side of the field. Look out. Stevens takes the snap. Pressure coming. Immediately looks right. Goes over the middle of the field. Incomplete. Intended for a receiver at the 35-yard line. That was Oakman again over the middle who could not bring it in. And the River Falls defense forces its second three and out early in this contest. Andrew Schumacher, the defensive back, six foot, 190-pound sophomore from Andover, Minnesota. We're seeing sophomores and cold weather guys coming up big here. I always laugh when these teams on the roster, you see the Texas guys, the Georgia guys are like, what is this? The punter is Andrew Grisek. He's able to get this one successfully away. It will sail out of bounds near midfield. Where will the officials mark it is the question. He comes up beyond (laughs) midfield, beyond the 45, up near the 41-yard line. Uh, Your price is right. Mountain Climber stops at the (laughs) Wash U41 is where River Falls takes over. (laughs) You sound just like him, Mike. And, and, you know, that's one of the most inexact sciences in all of football i love that the punt going out of bounds and the ref just kind of running up the sideline <laughs> about right here 
About right here is the 41-yard line, and that's where River Falls takes over. Blaha takes the snap. Out of the backfield, fires right side, blocking on the right sideline, inside the 40, and down to the 36-yard line for a gain of five. Tim Owen, the sophomore running back from St. Paul, Minnesota, on the receiving end, and a five-yard gain all after the catch for second down and five, River Falls. Good play call by the Falcons. Go to the back in the backfield, releasing. Blaha takes the snap. He wants to take it himself. Runs up the gut, down to the 30, lowers the shoulder. Good for six yards and a Falcon first down. Move the chains for the for the River Falls Falcons. And now we're starting to see a little rhythm and tempo come in from the Falcons. Caleb Blaha has thrown for 2,225 yards on the season coming into play today. He's also rushed for 918 he can be a lot of a one-man band on offense for River Falls. That doesn't mean they don't count on a lot of other players as well, like Tim Owen, number 23, who scampers forward for a gain of four and on first down. Man, there's up-tempo, and there's up-tempo. The Falcons are fast. Second and six to the line, and the ball's already snapped. Here's Blaha running right, kept inside the hashes, and he gains only three yards as he extends to the 23-yard line. Third and three, River Falls, 8.45 to go in the first quarter, no score. Big play right here. The last set of downs for the Falcons. They got turnover on downs, so big third down. Four receivers all set in the left side. Blaha throws that direction over the middle of the field. Bobbled incomplete at the 10-yard line. Had a man, Andy Grebner, the senior wide receiver from Andover, Minnesota. And instead, it's fourth down and three again for River Falls. They went for it in this spot last time, and they'll keep the offense out again. Another good play by safety, Kyron Conjar for uh, Washington U. Blaha pitch play goes uh -oh. left. There's a little miscommunication. Ball Ball's on the ground, and whether it's recovered by Wash U or River Falls, it will be a turnover. Back to the Bears at the 27-yard line of UW River Falls. So credit the Wash U defense, Mike. Back-to-back -back possessions getting stops on fourth and short back down near their own red zone. Wow, we've seen, a f we've seen two fumbles, we've seen a block punt, and we've seen stout, hard-hitting defense. A, a vast contrast to last year's wild and woolly aerial show that we saw. We figured points may be at a premium today because of the winter weather. I don't know if we expected it to be like this in the early goings. Clark Stevens takes the snap, fakes the give on first down, throws left side, batted into the air, incomplete. It falls in between three different Falcon defenders. Second and ten, Wash U. As a matter of fact, Jesse, we were wondering if, if the bad weather conditions might not make it harder on the defenses who are very spread out and backpedaling. You know, when you've got an aggressive spread team attacking downhill, you've got to react. And on this slippery surface, we thought there might be fireworks. We didn't realize this game was airing on Amazon Prime. <laughs> and on 100.5 ESPN, of course. We welcome everyone. Not a airing game. on Amazon Prime. It's just every game there has been low scoring. Uh, yes, very much so. Here's the give. Nope, fake it on second down. Throw left side is complete. Cole Oakman, first catch of the day right near the 30-yard line for a gain of four, sets up third down and six for Wash U. You know, again, really good stout defense by the Falcons at that time. Playing zone, dropping back a little bit, short gains. You know, the goal of the spread offense is to obviously spread out the defense, but then attack all areas of the field for balance and, and try to stretch that defense thin. That's your goal 
for a spread offense. 7.50 to go in the first quarter. Third down and six. Ball on the left hash. Two receivers left. Two to the right. The lone tailback. Hamilton to the left side of Stevens. Stevens takes the snap. Steps up in the pocket. Fires middle of the field. Connects with a man at the 45-yard line. Big catch. Move the chains. Wash you. Dan- Danny Taylor, the tight ends, 6'2", 207, from Keller, Texas, Nolan Catholic High School in Keller, Texas. He's a senior, played a lot of football, played in this game last year. That time, great crossing route over the middle, secure hands. Texas guy showing up big in the cold. Who knew the first big catch of the game would go to the guy from Texas here in the Culver's Isthmus Bowl. First and 10, Wash you Ball. At the 46-yard line, their own 46. Line to gain is the 44 of River Falls. Ball in the middle of the field. Here's the snap. Delayed handoff. Hamilton, nowhere to go. He's dropped at the line of scrimmage for no gain. River Falls, again, practicing against their own up-tempo offense all week long. Their defense looks really prepared, Jesse. They're, they're all staying in their responsibilities and cutting off any potential uh, threats to the perimeter. You know, like I said, the spread offense, I, I heard it accustomed to uh, spreading out a pizza dough as wide as you can and seeing where the tears come. That's what you're trying to do to the defense. He's already thinking about dinner, folks, and it's only 3.30 in the afternoon. Oh, you've been talking about Culver's all morning. I can't wait to talk more about him as the Culver's Isthmus Bowl continues, Mike. Get me hungry. They'll call it officially a loss of one second and 11. Up to the line of scrimmage. Here's the snap. Throwing left side. Sideline. Catch. Made, but was he inbounds Oakman? Got it. The officials confer, and yes, they'll say that was hauled in just shy of the 40-yard line. Big catch for first down yardage into River Falls territory. Wash you. Stevens to Oakman, first down Bears. Great job by Oakman that time, securing the ball with two hands at its high point and just getting a tippy-toe down before getting knocked out of bounds hard. Not an easy catch to make any time, but especially on a day like today with icy field conditions and the ball feeling a little bit harder out there with the cold temperatures. Overcast skies, first and 10 with 5.45 to go in the first quarter. No score. Handoff, nowhere to go. Wash you on this one. Fred Ware, the freshman running back, gets his first carry of the afternoon. Another Texas guy from Carrollton, Texas, Fred Ware. And great job, Carrollton High School and Apollo. House in Texas, and one of the things uh, the play mat that time by the three-man front of River Falls, uh, number ninety Merle Mauer, six foot five, two seventy-five senior from Wisconsin Rapids, hanging stout in the hole. He didn't get moved an inch. Approaching five minutes to play in the first quarter. No score in the Culver's Isthmus Bowl. Three receivers right, one left. Shotgun formation for Stevens. Takes the snap up in the pocket. Pressure coming. Wants to throw deep downfield into double coverage. Nearly intercepted at the five-yard line, but it falls incomplete. Again, Borgerdling had a chance to try and bring it in, but it just went through his fingertips incomplete. Still a good defensive play to set up third and long. Beautiful tandem coverage there by the defensive back and the safety. Nolan Wanzek, the defensive back, 6'1", 175, a sophomore from Invergrove, Minnesota, did a great job blocking and holding on defense. 4.56 4.56 to play in the first quarter. Third down and 11. Big play for the River Falls defense. If WashU can get five or six yards here, I would imagine they will go for it on fourth and medium range. One thing, there were two linebackers coming on a blitz, and so that 
kind of fake QB call. It didn't get the lineman to jump, but it got the linebacker blitz. They said, okay, they're coming with a linebacker blitz. Timeout called. Washi will talk it over with 4.56 to go in the first quarter. We'll take a break with them. No score in the Culver's Isthmus Bowl on 100.5 ESPN. This is the Culver's Isthmus Bowl on 100.5 ESPN and Wisconsin On Demand. Jesse Nelson, Mike Padol, 4.56 to go first quarter. No score in the Culver's Isthmus Bowl. Out of the Wash U timeout, third down and 11. Ball spotted at the 41-yard line, line to gain the 30 of River Falls. Shotgun formation with five wide receivers for Clark Stevens. Takes the snap, fires quickly, right side, complete to Oakman at the 35. Muscling forward as he shoved out of bounds near the first down line to gain at the 30. We'll see where the officials mark where he went out of bounds. Looks like they're going to give him the where are they going to put him here? The 31, ooh, so he's ooh, just a lot of guys on the field. By yet. a yard, River Falls hustling the substitutions, and a timeout is called Smart. by Matt Walker, the head coach of the Falcons, before Wash U could run a play on fourth and one. And, and what set that up, Jesse, is that it kind of everybody was acting like it was a first down, like the chains were going to be moved, so the base defense came out. Then all of a sudden, at the last minute, it was fourth and one, and Wash U is going for it. So, like, both defensive units for uh, River Falls were out there at the same time, and good, smart timeout by Matt Walker. We'll talk about Matt Walker, the head football coach of UW-River Falls, and just the amazing job he's done at changing the culture of this program. The WEAC is not... Not the conference to try to do a rebuild job, and the job he's done there is amazing. He's one of the one of the brightest names in coaching right now because of the job he's done here. We'll hear from Matt Walker as well as WashU head coach Aaron Keene at halftime. Aaron Keene's a great Cold story Resistance too. We'll Bowl. talk about him. Meanwhile, out of the timeout, fourth and one, WashU four fifty to go in the first quarter. Ball in the right hash. Stack formation with one receiver left. It's no, a direct sir. snap. Here comes the running back. It's Hamilton, lowered the shoulder, and he did not get enough for the first down. Ran into a brick wall on the line. River Falls wins the war in the trenches and forces a turnover on downs. Frank Hartman again, the six foot five, 275 pound senior from Wisconsin Rapids, has played a lot of WEAC football in his career, and he made it, he's just made a couple big plays interior. Wow, what an, another good defensive stop, Jesse. It's like they're trying to run through a concrete mixer on this play, this game today, Mike. Here's Blahan first down the quarterback for River Falls, keeps it running right out past the 35, extending forward near the 38-yard line, gain of about seven, sets up second down and three as the Falcon offense gets quickly back to the line of scrimmage. The, keeper, the QB keeper has been the best play in the playbook. Right now, And here they'll do it again. Blaha fakes the give, wants to run himself. This time he goes left, good enough for first down yardage, out beyond the 40 to the 43. Good for a first down, River Falls, 419 to go in the first quarter. And, and again, you can say, well, why is a QB keeper effective? Well, when you got five, four and five wideouts, you're spread, and you're going fast. Here's Blaha again, third straight keeper. This time as he lunged forward head first, the ball came out, but River Falls jumps on it. A gain of two, second down and eight for the Falcons. 
Wow. Blaha got away with one there, Mike. Yeah, he did. He, get, he Ball security will be an issue today. Here's the snap. Blaha nearly stumbled as he tried to reverse direction. Now throws a wobbler over the middle of the field incomplete, and he's lucky it wasn't intercepted. Intended for Luke Cush, the sophomore wide receiver. There were three or four different bear defenders that had a chance to try and knock that one down incomplete. Third and long, third and seven. Ball on the 46-yard line. Line to gain is the 47 of Wash U. Ball on the right hash. See the signs being held up by the play caller. I'll talk about signs. You love it when I talk about play calling signs. I Jeff. love it. I love it. I want to know what's on those signs to see if we could identify the system. Meanwhile, Blaha wants to throw another one over the middle of the field. This time it is intercepted by Washington University St. Louis. Another turnover forced, and the Bears get the ball back near midfield. Look at the Washington University in St. Louis sideline up for grabs right now, high-fiving and jumping around, fired up. Tell me that this bowl game isn't meaningful to these two teams. They're loving it here today. Enzo Rendina, the junior from Wayne, Illinois, comes away with the pick. And it is first down Wash U at their own 40-yard line. Clark Stevens again in the shotgun formation. Three receivers left, one right. The tailback to his right side is Hamilton. He gets the pass with pressure coming incomplete. Looked like they were trying to set up a little bit of a screen play that did not develop, and it's second and ten. Absolutely. We're, what we're seeing here, on, on and, and Washington University had some success on some crossing route plays. They've moved the chains a couple of times on deeper pass routes, but that was just a diabolical play. Three wide receivers to the right. You motion your tight end to the short side of the field and then you throw to the wide side 338 to go first quarter no score wash you ball second and 10 at their own 40 yard line line to gain the 50 the culver's isthmus bowl on 100.5 espn at bank of sun prairie stadium and ashley field in sun prairie wisconsin here's the snap stevens takes it a lot of time looks left has a man complete coming back and getting out of bounds just shy of the first down line to gain colin hoidia who had some big plays a year ago in this Culver's Isthmus Bowl. Hoidia, a dependable receiver on this entire season for Wash U with 548 yards and 33 catches coming into play today. Sets up third and short for the Bears. Last time a run up the middle in short yard situation did not go well for Washington U. Let's see what they do here. On the left hash, two receivers left, two right, the lone tailback, Hamilton to the left side of Stevens Boy, that, on the near side of the field. That quick count by the quarterback is really seeing where that linebacker blitz is coming from. Hamilton now shifts from left to right. Stevens takes the snap. A lot of pressure coming. Has to get rid of it quickly. One-on-one -on -one to the 30-yard line. Caught, and the defender falls down. High-stepping into the end zone. Touchdown, Wash U. Colin Goldberg with the first score of the second annual Culver's Isthmus Bowl. A beautiful arcing pass, and Colin Goldberg from Atlanta, Georgia, the sophomore, catches the ball, breaks away from the defender, and Colin Goldberg says, put six on my stats here in the Isthmus Bowl. A 53-yard touchdown reception. A flag was thrown as Goldberg celebrated his way into the end zone. So oh, yeah, that's penalty for the celebration. I didn't know it was against the rules to forward moonwalk. 
<laughs> well, you learned something new today, Mike. So back him up, and the point after attempt will now take place. Man, that was that was a great play, and that's something we've been waiting to see those kind of plays out of this team. It's definitely a fact that uh, Washington U's aerial attack much more effective to River uh, River Falls at this point. And I wonder if it isn't the wind, because looking at the flag now, it looks like the wind is blowing you know, in the direction that Washington University was going. So obviously we'll see if River Falls takes advantage of that. The kicking game not a strength for Wash U, so they will go for the two-point conversion with the ball snapped at the 20-yard line. Here's the pass. Have a man and into the end zone. Touchdown on the two-point conversion. That was Hamilton out of the back. And it's 8-0, Wash U. Well, great play designed by Washington University. That time, Kenneth Hamilton, the uh, tailback, releasing across the zone. They had routes going to the far side of the field at different depths, Jesse. And uh, the sophomore from High Ridge, Missouri, played at Christ Christian Brothers College High School, says put two on my stats well it actually was six mike i think we had something misidentified they're gonna say because now the point after was just kicked and good oh i'm confused by vartanian so apparently the flag was not for the excessive celebration it was for something else that occurred Probably in the scope of the play so take the touchdown off the board for goldberg hamilton gets in on the very hamilton next play says, put six on my stats there and we'll you go do a traditional PAT, 7 nothing Washington <laughs> University, high octane. And what we're finding with the Wash U Bear offense is that they're, they're having success with the passing game at various levels going vertically. Um, you know, we've seen both these teams attack the perimeter in trying to in trying to attack the defense, but now success is being found by reading where the linebacker blitz is coming and then hitting you with crossing patterns of various depths. Good possession by Washington University, and now the pressure goes to the Falcons. So just to make sure we're all on the same page, because that did get a little confusing, we had the big pass of 53 yards to Goldberg for the score, but a flag took it off the board, then a 20-yard touchdown pass from Clark Stevens to the sophomore <laughs> running back, Kenneth Hamilton. Vartanian adds the point after. It's 7-0 Wash U with 2.56 to go in the opening quarter, and now the ensuing kick return for River Falls is brought out beyond the numbers outside the 30 near the 31-yard line well, and, for the Falcons take And that over. was super confusing, but it made sense because it looked like they were going for two. Right. And, and it, like you said, they've had problems in the it, with operationally in the uh, kicking game. So that made sense to me, and but no. It's 7-0 Wash U, and now River Falls playing from behind for the first time today. Blaha takes the snap, hands it off, running right side. This is Michael Krieger, the sophomore running back, lowering the shoulder out past the 35-yard line of the 36, gain of four, sets up second down and six for the Falcons. And again, up-tempo, fast, fast, fast. River Falls. Blaha hands off. Krieger up the gut again. Nothing. This time denied at the line of scrimmage. Maybe a yard to the 42. Third down and five at best for River Falls as we approach 2.15 to play in the first quarter. Wash U seven. River Falls nothing in the Culver's Isthmus Bowl. Great job by the linebacker crashing downhill. Matthew Schmall from Atlanta, Georgia. Blaha takes the snap, fires right side, middle of the field, complete for first down yardage. Has a man, and River Falls moves the chains. 
Nice play. And River Falls will use a lot of plays on scoring drives. They don't mind going short on you. That was a nice catch and a nice movement for River Falls to avoid a three and out. Now Krieger runs left side out to midfield, gain of six. Look at, look at the temple. Right My away goodness. the Falcons to the line. They have this down to a science. Here's the snap. Blaha looks right. Now rolls left. Of looting pressure, wanted to throw deep downfield, pump fakes twice, now throws, has a man, sideline, 30-yard line, complete, and out of bounds. Tanner Canfield, the wide receiver, 5'11", a sophomore from Chandler, Arizona, Valley Christian High School. Gets moves the chains again. Canfield was the player who also had the catch on third down, so that's back-to-back catches for Canfield. And the Falcons have it first and 10 at the Wash U30 with a minute 22 to go in the first quarter. Blaha takes the snap, steps up in the pocket, middle of the field, incomplete out in front of Canfield on a third straight play. They tried to go to him. He was a little off balance there. Mike, I want to talk about this because with college fields, with NFL fields, a lot of times you'll see different like heatings that are able to be done underneath the, the field turf. You don't get that at the high school level. So here at Bank of Sun Prairie Stadium, as beautiful as this turf Oof. is, as Blaha lunges forward into the air for a gain of about four, setting up third and six, this field is icy. Because that dusting of snow, the cold temperatures the last few days, it doesn't go away like it does for other surfaces at higher levels. And the ground rubber turf, just rock solid and hard. I was walking on the field a little bit before the game, and I I would not like to get tackled on this field today. 48 seconds to go in, counting the Wash U sideline, encouraging its defense on third down and long. Here's the snap. Blah, middle of the field, had a man wide open, Luke Cush, but he wasn't looking for it. Sails over his head, incomplete, and it's fourth down and eight for the Falcons with 40 seconds to go in the quarter. And, and it. Blaha has played really well at quarterback in this game with his legs and, and run. Uh, Making, you know, buying time and scrambling, but his vertical passes are a little bit hard uh, today. He's been a little off. Another fourth down attempt for the Falcons. This time it's complete. Cush over the middle of the field, down inside the five. He falls forward to the one yard line. Big play. River falls first and goal with 33 seconds to go in the first quarter. And right away, they're up to the line of scrimmage. Blaha takes the snap, wanted to take it himself, and he was denied the four-yard line. What a play. (laughs) Number 44, Josh Hartman from Florida, Plantation High School in Florida, and and that time he made a little snow angel after the tackle. I loved that. Now 10 seconds to go until the end of the first quarter. Let's see if Blaha is able to get it off here. Second and goal at the three. Man in motion right to left. They will take the snap. Here's the pitch pass forward on the no, sir. jet sweep, but not enough for Mason Van Zeeland. He was tripped up, grabbed at the shoestrings at the two-yard line, and that's the end of the first quarter. Third down and goal coming up next for the River Falls Falcons. Scoring opportunity, trailing 7-0 to the Washington University St. Louis Bears. 15 minutes in the books. You're listening to the second annual Culver's Isthmus Bowl on 100.5 ESPN. This is the Culver's Isthmus Bowl on 100.5 ESPN and Wisconsin On Demand. Start of the second quarter. 
third and goal. Caleb Blaha takes the snap, goes into the pile and into the end zone for a River Falls touchdown. A little extracurriculars that time. Caleb Blaha said, watch my vertical. I'm going high. Put six on my stats on the keeper. A flag thrown after the play yeah, was over. So this over. one's a touchdown for sure. I'm not taking anything for granted <laughs> after our last experience on this side of the field, Mike. So Blaha, let's see what we get here. Man, really playing good with his legs today. As it stands, a three-yard touchdown run. Unnecessary roughness on River Falls. Yep, and they will enforce it on the kickoff. So this time we are correct in our assessment. It is an unsportsmanlike flag thrown after the play so the three yard touchdown run for Caleb Blaha stands his 14th rushing touchdown of the 2022 season. Caleb Blaha 6'2", 195 only a sophomore the kick is good. We're tied up here 14.57 to go second quarter. Seven all in the Culver's Isthmus Bowl. You're listening to the second annual Culver's Isthmus Bowl on 100.5 ESPN. This is the Culver's Isthmus Bowl on 100.5 ESPN and Wisconsin On Demand. Dawson Kriske kicks left to right for River Falls after the touchdown and point after tying the game at seven and a great return. Remember the unsportsmanlike penalty was enacted on this kickoff, so it was kicked from the 20-yard line, and the return for Wash U comes all the way back to the 45 is where they'll set up first down and 10 on this offensive series. It's their own 45, actually the 46, but Mike, that's great starting field position. A absolutely, and that also goes to show that the extracurricular stuff will hurt your football team. you got to play smart. I mean, that really cost uh, good field position now for Washington University as a result of that penalty. Yeah, River Falls, uh, tough, tough break on the excessive celebration or the unnecessary roughness that ensued on Caleb Blaha's three-yard touchdown run. First down and 10, they'll take a shot right sideline, incomplete too far in front for Colin Goldberg from Clark Stevens. Sophomore looking for sophomore, sets up second and 10, Wash U. Yeah, we're, we're seeing, we're seeing a, a little bit of aggression on both sides of the ball, but do not forget, they played last year, these two teams, and they remember, you know, you remember when you get Blindside block, and uh, I'm, it's going to be payback next year. Shotgun formation, two receivers right, two to the left. The lone tailback is Fred Ware to the left side of Clark Stevens. 14.45 to play in the second quarter. Not as bad as baseball where they wait like a whole year and then in <laughs> spring training being a guy. But uh, these players remember each other. Stevens takes direction from the sideline. Now in exit, hands off. Ware trying to go straight forward, sidestepping a couple defenders to get two yards, setting up third down and eight for Wash U. The UW-River Falls uh, Falcon defensive line, the three-man defensive line in a 3-5-3 combo or even a 2-5-2 a, a combo that you use to defend the spread, doing a nice job. Third down and eight. For the Bears, ball spotted near the middle of the field, maybe slightly offside. Three receivers left, one to the right, and the tailback Ware moves now left to right, opposite Clark Stevens, the quarterback. One minute into the second quarter, tie game. Here's the snap. Stevens steps up in the pocket, hit from behind. Ball comes out. They'll call it an incomplete pass. 
It would have been corralled by Goldberg, the Wash U wide receiver. Would have been well short of a first down had it been a fumble. But it's ruled incomplete, and Wash U will punt on fourth and eight. Great job that time. Number 96, Jack Olson, the uh, six foot three, 240-pound freshman from Prescott. Wisconsin did a nice job. They did a D-line stunt. A little line games going on, Jesse. And a D-line stunt from the backside. Got there, hit the quarterback's arm. Punter out onto the field, Andrew Grissack for Wash U. Takes the snap, had one blocked in the first quarter. This one will sail out of bounds. Not a great punt with some pressure coming at him. The Shankopotamus is spotted here in Sun Prairie. Just shy of Thanksgiving, you knew Mike Padol wanted to get that one in there, and this will be great starting field position for River Falls at their own 44-yard line. Wash, you couldn't capitalize on the great starting field position. We'll see if River Falls can now following their scoring drive. 7-7 in the second annual Culver's Isthmus Bowl at Bank of Sun Prairie Stadium and Ashley Field. Jesse Nelson, Mike Padol, Hunter Vaughn, and Ryan Wollersheim, our producers back in the Park Bank ESPN Madison Studios, downtown Madison. Shinkopotamus is like Sasquatch. You rarely see him, but (laughs) makes an impact when you do. (laughs) Makes an impact. Here's the throw on the left side. It's complete for a couple of yards, sprinting back inside Mason Van Zeelen on the receiving end. They run an offense too quickly. I can't comprehend how we just compared the Shankopotamus to Sasquatch. In the meantime, it's second down and eight after a gain of two. Blaha takes the snap, fakes the give, wants to keep it himself running right now, throws before he went beyond the line of scrimmage. It's caught, and a gain. Wow. And still moving forward inside the 40-yard line. What a great play design. And that was Jagger Reisman on the receiving end. Reisman had a touchdown catch in last year's Culver's Isthmus Bowl at Verona area high school Reisman's first catch of this game a big gain for River Falls to the 39 yard line and a first down the Weston Wisconsin native who played at DC Everest high school the tradition of DC Everest and in that time Reisman uh, doing a nice job and they're bringing it back yeah. Jess. flag was thrown near the wash you sideline as Reisman turned it uh. back up field Holding on River Falls will bring the play back. Reisman says, come on, I ran 50 yards on that play. Second down and what do we call this? About eight yards to go now back at the 44-yard line. Here's the snap. Screen set up right side. Krieger has it out front, sliding forward. First down yardage into Wash U territory at the numbers at the 40-yard line. Michael Krieger, the sophomore, from River Falls. And he stayed home to play college football. Gets a big reception there. Here's Krieger again. Gets the give running left with all the receivers set up on the right side of the field. Tried a little misdirection. Krieger only gets a yard. Sets up second and nine. 12.45 to go second quarter. Wash U and River Falls in the Culver's Isthmus Bowl. Blaha takes the snap. Wants to throw right side. Has a man complete. On the right sideline to the 40-yard line. Not much gain on that play, though. That was Aaron Childers, the senior wide receiver. From Tempe, Arizona. He's saying, what is going on? They play football in this cold? (laughs) Third down and five for River Falls. 12-10 and counting to go in the second quarter. Ball on the right hash, three receivers right, two left, empty backfield. Now they'll take some direction from the sideline and perhaps... Make some adjustments at the Looking line. Looking at the scrimmage. signs, 
you know, there's Spider-Man, Pinwheel, and Bigfoot. Here's Waha. Wanted to take it himself. Brought down from behind at the 35-yard line. No gain. Fourth and five. River Falls at the 35-yard line of Wash U. Line to gain is the 30. They'll keep the offense out quickly to the line. Fourth down and five yards to go. Blaha takes the snap. Looks left. Goes that direction. One-on-one. Has a man who turns upfield past the defender into the end zone. Touchdown, Falcons. River Falls on fourth and five, a 35-yard touchdown pass. And the Falcons have their first lead of the Culver's Isthmus Bowl. Another catch by Andrew Schumacher, the six-foot from Andover, Minnesota. What a great pass, back shoulder throw, and Schumacher spun out got to the outside, and he was gone because of the coverage, Jesse. Three men to the wide side, uh, one man to the short side. You throw that kind of diagonal pass to the outside shoulder, and he was gone. Point after attempt is up and good. Now we've got some scoring. 11-31 to go in the second quarter. River Falls 14, Wash U7. You're listening to the Culver's Isthmus Bowl on 100.5 ESPN. This is the Culver's Isthmus Bowl on 100.5 ESPN and Wisconsin On Demand. Fourteen-seven, UW River Falls leads Washington University in St. Louis with 11:31 to go in the second quarter of the second annual Culver's Isthmus Bowl at Ashley Field, Bank of Sun Prairie Stadium. Jesse Nelson with Mike Padol. We welcome in. All of you joining us for today's presentation of the Culver's Isthmus Bowl on ESPN Wisconsin. Kick return following the River Falls score brought all the way out to the 38-yard line. Looked like the return man there for Wash U, who I believe was number 86, Trey Lamphere, was going to be brought down near the 25, and he just kept driving the pile forward for an extra 12 or 13 yards. Yeah, it was hard fought, hard fought, and a good answer by Washington University. You know, River Falls unleashed uh, their screen game on that last possession, and it really opened things up for them. Good drive by the Falcons. What does Wash U have now as a counter down 14-7, trailing for the first time today? Here's the snap over the middle of the field. It's bobbled and intercepted by River Falls. Stevens threw to Goldberg, who tried to turn up field, lost control of the football, batted it into the air right into the arms of a River Falls defender. Colin Goldberg had that ball hit him right in the hands. And like I said earlier, in this bitter cold, that ball feels like a canned ham. And it hit his hands, went straight up in the air, and the alert play by the linebacker for UW-River Falls gets the ball, and the offense for the Falcons comes back out. A one-possession play. That was Isaiah Carrolls, the sophomore linebacker from Waverly, Minnesota, who came away with the... Thank you very much, pick. Colin Goldberg's from Georgia, so <laughs> so he hasn't played in this biting cold. Blaha wants to take a shot on first oh, down. Has a, a man. One hand catch. Hauled in at the ten. Dragged down at the five yard line. One handed catch. Grebner on the receiving end for River Falls. Andy Grebner. 6'3", senior from Andover, Minnesota, reaches the handout, snags the football, brings it in. But first down and goal, Blaha hands off, 
Owen trying to find the goal line. He is brought shy of it near the one-yard line. River Falls scores, gets a turnover on the first play on offense for Wash U, and now with a big play on their first play of their drive, has a chance on second and goal to punch it in and take a two-score lead. Yeah, this would be a big score here. What an unfortunate turnover for Washington University. Blaha now rolls out. Oh, the big snap man! It to the lineman number ninety-one, trying to haul his way in, and he's marked short of oh, the goal line. And he went vertical too. <laughs> That's the best thing I've ever seen. Frank Hartman from Wisconsin Rapids, the defensive lineman, he, took the direct snap. He said, "Coach, Coach Walker, I'm a senior. Give me the rock." He didn't. They're gonna do it again. Hartman. Dives over the pile and into the end zone. One of the best big man touchdowns you'll see in the Culver's Isthmus Bowl. Make it a deluxe. Frank Hartman, 6'5", 275 from Wisconsin Rapids. The senior says, I wanted to say this. Put six on my stats. Give me the rock. That was fantastic, and River Falls has a 20-7 lead with 10.03 to go in the second quarter. That was awesome. What an awesome play call by Matt Walker. Wow. That, that, that's worth the price of admission right there. Defensive tackle Frank Hartman, the senior. When he, when he got the ball that first time and he went vertical, I'm like, come on. He got the ball direct snap to him on back-to-back plays, came up short the first time, and he said, Coach, I don't want to settle for a kid's meal on this one. Give me the rock, and he goes over the top and in. Point after good, 21-7, River Falls leads Wash U with 10.03 to go in the second quarter. You're listening to the Culver's Isthmus Bowl on 100.5 ESPN. This is the Culver's Isthmus Bowl on 100.5 ESPN and Wisconsin On Demand. 21-7, River Falls leads Washington University in St. Louis following the big man Frank Hartman, 275-pound defensive tackle surging over the pile into the end zone for a River Falls touchdown. Kickoff returned to the 25-yard line, first down This stadium is still buzzing about that play. And you know what they say about Frank Hartman, if you need a yard, he'll get you a yard. If you need eight yards, he'll get you a yard. First down and 10 for Wash U. And now Wash U, Mike, has some work cut out for them, having surrendered 21 consecutive points. They've got to sustain an offensive drive here. Let's see if they can do it on first down and 10. Clark Stevens takes the snap, hands off, running left side, running room, and cutting it upfield at the 35 on his feet to the 40, and just inside the numbers brought down at the 42-yard line. Big run on first and 10 of 17 yards for the sophomore Kenneth Hamilton. Kenneth Hamilton, he's played a nice game here today so far in the first half. He's from Missouri Christian Brothers College High School. Hamilton made the conversion from wide receiver to running back in the spring, and it's paid off great for Wash U this season. Here's Hamilton again, gets the carry on first down. This time the River Falls defense shoves him out of bounds. He could not get the edge. Lost a yard, second and 11 for the Bears. Nice job by Isaiah Carroll, the linebacker for the River Falls Falcons. 6'2", 210, a sophomore from Waverly, Minnesota. Did a nice job of stringing that play out to the wide side of the field. And a TFL, tackle for loss. They'll officially call it a loss of two back to the 40-yard line for second down and 12. 
Wash U line to gain is the 47-yard line of River Falls, just beyond midfield. Ball on the left hash, two receivers left, two to the right, the lone tailback Hamilton to the left side of quarterback Clark Stevens. Stevens takes the snap, looks left, throws that direction, complete outside the numbers at the 45-yard line, spun out of bounds, Colin Hoytia on the receiving end. That'll get some of the yards back after the loss on first down, third and about seven to go for Wash U. Yeah, still not not a fortuitous thing. Operationally, Washington University in St. Louis needs to be running in short yardage situations get ahead of the uh, the chains a little bit on these drives hoidio officially picked up six yards making it third down and six with 830 to go in the second quarter 21-7 wash you with the football trailing uw river falls second annual culver's isthmus bowl at ashley field in the bank of sun prairie stadium as the sun begins to set behind us Here's the snap. Stevens steps up in the pocket, has a man wide open outside the numbers at the 45, complete for the first down, and pushed out of bounds at the 42. Colin Goldberg, the go-to guy, has a first down for the Bears into River Falls territory. Goldberg said he was making sure he grabbed that one. That that On that previous possession, that ball hit him in the hands and went straight up. Um, you know, definitely a weather-related thing. Ball on the right hash, three receivers left, one to the right. Hamilton, the tailback, left side. Stevens takes the snap, fakes the give, throws left side, lunging back for it, incomplete. Danny Taylor, the tight end, had a chance to call that one in, but came up a little bit short from Stevens. Tough to throw the football, win definitely playing yeah. a little bit of a factor, Mike. Both, both offenses have struggled going in this direction, um, right to left. Second and 10 with 7.51 to go in the second quarter. Shotgun formation for Stevens. Again, he entered this season as the backup quarterback for Wash U. Had just taken over last week with the injury to Matt Rush, who Coach Matt Aaron Keaton good. referred to as the steady rock for this Wash U offense. But that doesn't mean Stevens has had a underperforming year by any means. He's appeared in nine games and has put up some significant numbers, completing over 70% of his passes. Well, as you were telling me in the pregame, you know, Washington University crushed a lot of teams this year. So he got a lot of snaps, a lot of, uh, uh, you know, a lot of reps playing this fast motion offense. The quarterback isn't – it's not an offense that's as reliant on a quarterback. If you have a good offense or a good quarterback, any offense is good. But in spread, that kind of – takes it out you can do short high percentage throws hamilton lost two on a rush so it's third and ten for wash U, approaching seven minutes to play in the second quarter of the culver's isthmus bowl here's the snap stevens takes it pressure coming steps up in the pocket fires middle of the field incomplete had a potential for a pick six for dylan brown the sophomore from mequon who played his high school football at homestead for river falls had a chance to step in the passing lane and take that the other direction with nobody in front of him he was upset he didn't haul it in it falls incomplete and wash you will punt on fourth and, and ten and the washington university punter comes out normally you got to put an apb out for him uh you know during the season in their kind of games andrew Grisick, they don't punt yeah. very much he is punting for the fourth time today. Had one blocked in the first quarter. This one he gets off cleanly, and this has a chance to be oh very beneficial for Wash U. It's loose. The return man tried to take it. It falls on the ground, and Wash U has the football near the 20-yard line of River Falls. 
That was a dangerous decision by Michael Brown, the River Falls return man. He tried to come up and get it, and it was taken away by Wash U. Michael Brown will be dreaming about that play in bed tonight. He should not have tried to catch that rock. It went off his fingertips, and he felt how how hard and, and heavy that football gets in this cold. And now Washington University in St. Louis offense comes right back out. What a huge, what a huge turnover. And we were really starting to think that if River Falls comes away with the stop and can go score again, this thing might be getting out of hand with a three-score lead. Instead, Wash U has a chance to cut it back to a one-possession game. Out. Taking over at the 23-yard line of River Falls. And they will take a timeout and talk some things over following the turnover. We'll take it with them. 6.51 to go second quarter. 21-7, River Falls leads Washington University in the Culver's Isthmus Bowl. This is the Culver's Isthmus Bowl on 100.5 ESPN and Wisconsin On Demand. Jesse Nelson, Mike Padol, the Culver's Isthmus Bowl, Washington University of St. Louis and UW River Falls. Wash U football, first and 10 at the River Falls, 23. Throw on first down, right side is picked off by River Falls and coming the other direction into the middle of the field and brought down at the 18-yard line. A get right back type play on the defensive side of the ball for the Falcons. Have a game, Andrew Schumacher, jumping the route on that and picking it off. Schumacher, the linebacker, number eight in the road white uniforms of River Falls, stepped in the passing lane on the sideline, and right when it felt like Wash U finally had some momentum, River Falls gets it right back on the first play following the turnover. And now, offensively, here come the Falcons taking flight over the middle of the field to the 30-yard line to the 32. That's well, actually Van Zeeland, Van, Van number Zeeland. six. Yeah, Van Zeeland, nice catch. A six-foot-four uh, sophomore from Kakana. Mm-hmm. Wow. Galloping ghost. Here was Caleb Blaha galloping forward, wanted to throw right now, tucks it, runs left, and gets out of bounds near the 35-yard line. And, and the big takeaway so far to me is that when teams are going that right-to-left direction, that wind is playing a factor. That pass that was picked off, not a lot of zip on it. It just hung that fraction of a minute to let the retreating linebacker change, uh, you know, reverse and jump the route. Second down and seven. Blaha takes the snap, throws middle of the field, batted up into the air, nearly intercepted, but it falls incomplete. And just outside the outstretched hands of the Wash U defender, nearly a sensational diving catch. Yeah, but yeah. instead, it's third down and seven, River Falls. Plaha threw that, that ball a little bit behind the receiver on the crossing route. And again, we're seeing the weather really affecting the way the ball's coming out of the QB's hands. Jackson Surratt had a chance to haul that in. Instead, here's Blaha on third and seven. Throws left sideline. Hauled in by the receiver, but I think it was too far out of bounds for Van Zeeland, yes. Van Zeeland tried to sell that one. Like, <laughs> started running back eight, to the I field. want eight foot. Uh, looks I got a to toe in. But instead it is fourth and seven with 5.48 to go in the big, first half. Big hold by the Washington University yes. defense on that gut-wrenching turnover that keeps them in this football game with 5.48 to go in the half. You want to talk about shifts in momentum. This game has been full of it so far. River Falls now punting away. It's kicked away well by 
Creed Tim and rolls all the way to the 20-yard line where it's picked up by Colin Goldberg trying to make something out of nothing, but he's driven out of bounds at the 25-yard line. So Wash U will have to go 75 yards to try and get back on the board, trailing by 14 with 5.37 to go in the second quarter of the second annual Culver's Isthmus Bowl. And we've talked about the elements, but you know, to get a picture of it, our guy Regan Hooverman, who's in the booth with us, was out on the field for most of the first half, and he came back in after being on the field covering the game. He's like, it's brutal out there. It's so cold. Everything stiffs up on you. And uh, we've seen that playing a role here today. Wash you first down and 10. The Bears 8-2 and two overall record on the season, 7-2 and two in CCIW play. Here's the snap. Stevens throws left side, complete to Goldberg, tried to turn it upfield, only three yards to the 28 before he's brought down by a couple of River Falls defenders. Gold, Goldberg from, from Georgia, he brought his hard hat today. They're making, making Youngblood work for everything he's getting tonight. They're giving him the rock a lot. Kick returns, short passes to all sides of the field, really trying to use Colin Goldberg as a weapon. These two teams' results, if you look at their schedule for the course of the season, the records may be fairly similar with River Falls entering play today 6-4, and four, Wash U 8-2, but they could not have played more contrasting games throughout the course of the season. More on that in a moment. Stevens to throw. Middle of the field, complete to the 40-yard line. Diving catch, Goldberg. First down, Wash U. The one thing they do both these teams have in common is both failed to beat the top two teams of the conference that went to the tournament. And we're going to talk about the Division Three tournament before this game is over and, and, and how that gets decided. It's a 32-team bracket, um, and, and we'll talk about that kind of in depth later on in this broadcast. But, you know, these two teams just couldn't get over that hump to beat those, the top two teams in their respective conferences. First down and 10 with 4.23 and counting to go here in the second quarter. First and 10, Wash U. Ball in the middle of the field. Two receivers set to either side. Stevens takes the snap. This time he will hand it off and running straight forward. Fred Ware, the freshman, gets five yards as he surges forward to the 46-yard line. Wash U played a lot of one-sided games, whether they were on the winning or losing end. They only had one game decided by one score this year. It was November 5th, a 42-35 loss against Wheaton, one of the powerhouses we in Division Wheaton III college went football. went to the, to the D3 tournament, and Washington University had four turnovers in that game and still hung that tough. We'll That's how good they are this year. River Falls in a moment, second down and four, Wash U. Here's the snap. Stevens fakes the give, wants to throw. Right side, correction, left side into traffic. Incomplete. Too far out high intended for Colin Goldberg. Third and four. Wash U with 3.33 to go in the second quarter. UW River Falls played a bunch of one-score games that came down to the wire this year, including all four of their losses were tough ones. 37-34 at St. John's, Minnesota early in the year. 21-14 at Platteville in October. 30-27 to in a last-second field goal loss at Whitewater in late October, and 24-17 at Lacrosse on November 5th. Whitewater and Lacrosse, both teams from the WIAC that advanced and, and into the Division And how about scheduling St. John's non-conference? Mm -hmm. You know, Matt Walker really wanted to test his squad. Third and four. Stevens wants to throw right side. Goes way too far for his intended man. Incomplete. Lamphere, I believe that was, over on the right side. 
And we'll see if Wash U decides to go for it on fourth and four in their own territory if they want to play field position and punt. Looks like the special teams unit is coming out onto the field. Yeah, now remember, on the last punt, punt return, River Falls, you know, giving Washington University extra possessions on that last punt, fumbled punt, and uh, their defense doing a nice job. Andrew Grisak will punt for the fifth time today. This one he gets off cleanly, and a fair catch is called for by Michael Brown at the 30-yard line. Not going to risk it with an attempted no. return this time. Michael Brown says, don't punt that punt that canned ham to me anymore, please. <laughs> a beautiful setting, Mike Padol, as the sun sets here on Bank of Sun Prairie Stadium, Ashley Field host site of this second annual Culver's Isthmus Bowl. We were in Verona last year for the game. It was beautiful, near 50 degrees at kickoff last year. The sunset, it got a little chilly as the game continued on into the night. Today it was cold from the start. The snow flurries coming down all throughout the morning, even going back a couple of days here in Sun Prairie. So the snow just lightly dusting the field now as we continue play as we've reached this, the golden hour of this winter afternoon. This facility is awesome. Uh, this is my first time here. And uh, it's just awesome. Five-yard gain for first down on River Falls. Now a carry. Tim Owen running left to the first down line to gain at the 40. He has it. First and 10, River Falls. Good play call by River Falls. They got one timeout left. Three minutes to go. Just try to march downfield and try to get some points on the board. But don't do anything. Ball at the 41-yard line. Here's the snap looking to throw. Blaha goes left side. One-on-one on, one on the sideline. Overthrown out of bounds. Caught by one of the assistant coaches on the River Falls sidelines. Yeah, that was not one of Blaha's reads on that. It play, was not the assistant no, coach. Right. But um, you know that's a good throw nonetheless. If if he saw the coverage was tight, threw it far and deep, lived the fight another day. Clock stops with 2:48 to go in the first half. 21-7. River Falls leads Washu. Blaha takes the snap, looking to throw, rolling right. Now throws over the middle, incomplete into traffic. Dangerous throw. Blaha got away with it as it falls innocently to the turf. Clock stops with 2:41 to go in the quarter. Third down and 10 for the Falcons. Tim Owen, the sophomore running back, released into the flat that time. He was like, "Get me to rock! I could have picked up some yardage." It says, settle down. <laughs> I decide who gets the rock around here. I just love your narration of what everybody is saying. You know, that's exactly what there. they're saying. Yes, it's you're reading lips, like reading Aaron Rodgers when Fox catches him on TV. Here's the throw on third and ten, complete over the middle with running room up the go. Cush all the way into Wash U territory inside the 20 near the 15-yard line. Slant pattern, catch and run, Cush. Moves the chains and River Falls another scoring opportunity. What an absolute dart by Blaha in that time. Hitting the crossing row right in the middle of the field. Hit him right in the numbers. Blaha takes the snap. This time he hands it off. Owen running right side. Gets a yard, maybe two, as he advances to the 16-yard line of Wash U, where a Bears defender is slow to get up. And what a huge play that, that big pass play was. Now in the red zone, officially, as we're going to time out here, and clock stops with 2.12 to go as they'll tend to the injured Washington University defender. But River Falls has a timeout in their hip pocket. One timeout. They can take take their time, uh, see how the this set of downs unveils here. They can still get a first down. But uh, second and nine situation after the gain of one on the running play. Uh, 
big, big passing play. I mean, River Falls punches it in here. So it's a tough road to hope. We'll step aside while they tend to the injured player. No, never mind. We'll keep it right here. Looks like they're going to get him off the field a little faster than anticipated. So, two twelve yeah, to go. He was down for the long haul, and he said, "Zoink!" and jumped right up. <laughs> two twelve to go in the second quarter. Twenty-one-seven. River Falls leads Washington University in St. Louis. Jesse Nelson, Mike Padol, with you here on the second annual Culver's Isthmus Bowl on one hundred point five ESPN. Mike, you wanted to talk about WashU head coach Aaron Keene. Aaron, Aaron Keene has just done a spectacular job. He's an alum of Washington. University in St. Louis, and, and if you hear him talk, it, there's a halftime you'll hear an interview with him. Mm-hmm. It's like a football clinic hearing that interview on how to rebuild the program. He's just an excellent, excellent head coach. He's hoping to guide his alma mater to a win here in the Culver's Isthmus Bowl after coming up short to River Falls a season ago at Verona Area High School. Out of the injury timeout, second and nine, Blaha fires right side, incomplete, out of bounds. Only and a couple of seconds run off the clock, 2.01 to go in the Coach half. Coach King got hired by Washington University, and then the pandemic hit, and he, they canceled the season. They canceled the weight room program, so he, he spent no time with his players and had to come back the following year. And then here, getting to the Isthmus Bowl. Blaha on third and nine, takes the snap, goes up the middle, takes it himself, surging forward near first down yardage. He's got enough for first and goal, River Falls. On third and nine, Blaha says, let me do it. He gets ten to set up first and goal for the Falcons. Blaha is starting to put together a big-time game, Jesse Nelson. This has been his first half, especially since the second quarter has started, and they're moving that with the wind to their back. He's really performed well. River Falls has scored 21 unanswered points all this quarter, looking to make it more. Blaha takes the snap. High-stepping, trying to get over a couple of defenders. He's tripped up at the four-yard line. So a gain of two. Second and goal, River Falls with a minute 15 to go until the break. Washington University defense really stressed out here, Jesse, because with a timeout in their hip pocket, they could run or pass. So they got to honor the run. Each team with one timeout remaining. River Falls takes the snap. Blaha rolls right, looking to the end zone. And pressure gets him in the backfield. Big stop all the way back at the 17-yard line. Blaha was looking to go to the end zone, but he could not get the pass off. This backs up River Falls significantly, Mike. Third down and goal all the way back at the 14-yard line. Gus Christensen from Washington University, a linebacker, senior from Lincoln Way East High School in Frankfurt, made a big-time play. Blaha takes the snap. 30 seconds to go in the half. Blaha throws middle of the field incomplete. Nearly had Van Zeeland for a touchdown catch in double coverage, but Van Zeeland couldn't hold on to it on his fingertips. And it's incomplete, and River Falls will bring out the special teams unit with 27 seconds to go, facing fourth and goal at the 14. They'll attempt a 31-yard field goal. Big kick before the half to make it a more-than-two-possession game. Justin Shebrel, the freshman, three for three on field goal attempts this year, his long from 23 yards. So this would be a long for the year. And but Coach Keene calls yeah. time off Washington University. He said, let's get make this kicker stand out in the cold <laughs> for a while with his football cape off and Ice let him the stiffen freshman. up. 
And on a day like this, we mean ice. Ice. The ice the kicker. It brings new meaning to the word ice the kicker. <laughs> 27 seconds to go in the first half. So, Mike, as we approach the end of this first half, WashU dominated the first quarter, but River Falls has come storming back 21 unanswered points here in the last 15 minutes. What do you think the message will be for Coach Keen to the Bears when they go in at halftime? You know, they can point at a couple of bad turnovers and this would be game would be a different story. They're such an explosive offense that it's not panic time. They don't have to get outside of the parameters of what they normally do. What they normally do is explosive enough. Um, what did you say? They average like 44 points a game? Yeah, WashU averages so, 44, River Falls 40. So they've got seven in this first half. And part of that is the, the Falcons of River Falls have been play, played really good on defense. All right, the kicker's back out again, and it will be a 31-yard field goal attempt for freshman Justin Shebrel of Fond du Lac, Wisconsin. Here's the snap, good snap, good hold, kick on its way through the uprights, and good. Shebrel with a season-long 31-yard field goal made, 24-7. River Falls leads Wash U with 22 seconds to go until the half. And he says, puts three on my stats. Big I was wondering if you would kick. drop that for us. Big, big made kick, 24-7, to seven, makes, makes it a um, you know, more than two-possession game. But again, Washington University is, is explosive. They don't have to change things up. However, as you attested, they haven't been stressed a lot by opponents this year. Um, they haven't been in this situation. Even their one, their one of their two losses uh, to the top two teams in the conference were cl- close, tight games. Um, so it's a little bit of a different situation for them. Tim they don't want to lose the Isthmus Bowl for the second year in a row. <laughs> I don't know if you're as mesmerized as I am, Mike. Timmy Trumpet playing on the loudspeakers here at Ashley Field. And just <laughs> just making it break loose the on the River Falls sideline. Is going nuts. It's like some I've never seen when before. the closer comes into the game. I'm just watching you with your jaw drop <laughs> watching that. Wash use. I was trying to see if the momentum was the same because it's obviously a, a, one of the big hype songs out there right now. Wash use sideline definitely not as amped up as uh, the River Falls sideline was. They're ready to get into the It's a lot colder break. when you're down three possessions. Let's see if they can get a special teams play here. Return up the middle of the field. Broken tackle. 35-yard line. 40-yard line. Great return for Trayton Lamphier, the kick returner for Wash U. And with 13 seconds to go and one timeout, I wouldn't be surprised, Mike, if the Bears want to try and take a shot here. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the the kick return uh, game for for uh, Washington University and St. Louis has been outstanding today. They've had some big returns. They got a fumble recovery that they did, so they've played really well in that aspect of the game. Yeah, it looks like they've got the victory formation out here as if they'll just take a knee and head into the Against the wind, they, you know, discretion's the better part of valor going into the wind here and that'll do it for the first half of the isthmus bowl did i tell you i love the culver's isthmus bowl this is fun jesse you did mike and i love it too halftime as both teams retreat to their respective locker rooms following the clark stevens kneel down 24 to 7 uw river falls leads washington university in st louis at the break We'll hear from the head coaches of both of these respective programs coming up at halftime. You're listening to the Culver's Isthmus Bowl on 100.5 ESPN. 
This is the Culver's Isthmus Bowl on 100.5 ESPN and Wisconsin On Demand. Halftime of the Culver's Isthmus Bowl, 24-7. UW-River Falls leads Washington University in St. Louis at the break at Ashley Field Bank of Sun Prairie Stadium. Jesse Nelson alongside Mike Padole on ESPN Wisconsin's presentation of the second annual Culver's Isthmus Bowl. Earlier this week, we were able to catch up with both head coaches of these respective programs. Let's begin by hearing from Matt Walker, the head football coach of the UW-River Falls Falcons, last year's champion of the Culver's Isthmus Bowl. Head coach of the River Falls Falcons, it's Matt Walker. Coach, thanks so much for taking the time, and welcome back to the Culver's Isthmus Bowl for a second consecutive year. A pleasure to catch up with you. Well, thank you very much. We appreciate it. Congratulations again on such a successful year last season. How important was it to cap off that special year one season ago with a win in the Isthmus Bowl? Oh, it was, you know, so important for us. As, as people, if, if you follow us at all, you know, we've been through some rebuilding years. We took the job and, um, you know, as anybody knows about this league, it's just an amazing competitive league to play in and trying to rebuild a program in this league is quite a tall task. And, you know, we've been at it for a long time. It's a lot of hard work and commitment and dedication and sacrifice by a a lot of people and a lot of people that didn't, you know, were not able to have, you know, success from a win-loss standpoint in all those tough years when we were rebuilding. So to have a kind of this monumental win season and get it done in the win-loss column, you know, it was kind of the last piece of this rebuild. You knew you had great players. Recruiting was going well. Your culture piece was great. But the, the scoreboard piece was the last piece to come in. And so to finally kind of have this signature year, it's been so important for us and, and, and you know, look back. It, it'll be one we look back on and say, boy, that's when it really flipped. It was a historical season for us to get this program going. And you followed it up with a really good year here in 2022 also. Some really tight games. Some have gone your way, some haven't. Just tell us about what this season has been like following up that great year a season ago at River Falls. Well, it's been amazing. You know, it's like I told the guys – we had high expectations and lofty goals for good reason. You know, we really thought, you know, that the nine wins last year ties the most in the history of, you know, it's a 127 year history of football here. And so, um, and we brought back what, you know, in no disrespect to anybody on that last year's team, because boy, were they good, but you felt like you brought back a more, even more athletic team than, than last year. And, and so we, we had high expectations. It's like, I told them just, just this week, I said, I'm not mad that we're, uh, we almost have a weird vibe, a unique vibe around our program right now. We're, we're disappointed and frustrated and upset because we didn't achieve the lofty goals of playoffs and the playoff run that we wanted to. Um, and, I, and I'm okay that we were, were, were pissed and upset about that because we were thinking the right stuff. But, um, boy, what an opportunity again in a year where, yeah, we'd love to be in the playoffs and think that we could make a run. Uh, what an nice bowl game. But, yeah, boy, it was frustrating. You know, we lose – to St. John's, who was ranked third at the time by, by a field goal. You lose to Whitewater, who was, I think, fifth or sixth at the time on the last-second field goal that bounced in. You lose to Lacrosse, who was sixth at the time at their place. Um, and and uh, by, by one score, it's like three top ten teams at their place by, by three or, or five points. Just an amazing uh, up-and-down year of being so close. And, and uh, But, yeah, man, we're, we're excited to be in this game. Head coach Matt Walker, the W River Falls Falcons on the Culver's Isthmus Bowl on 100.5 ESPN. So, Coach, what do you do? Because a year ago it was very celebratory. River Falls had this great season. Even though you didn't make that playoff, you were very excited to get a chance to finish the season with a win and a, a celebration of the achievements. This year you said that energy is a little bit different. How do you channel that and translate it into the bowl game here this weekend? 
Well, we said a couple things. Number one, the, this senior group's a special group, and, and you know they're kind of the last one to be through some dark times with us. We're really in, in the thick of the rebuild. So um, th- their leadership through this whole movement to kind of be in you know one of the top dogs in the league and kind of be in the upper echelon, this group deserves the, the send out the right way. So we're going to do it for them. And I think the other thing is we take serious the responsibility of representing the league. You know, we want, we want to make that claim over and over. This is the best league in America. And, and while I don't think there's much argument about it, got to make sure you uphold your responsibility to showing people that that's really true. And so uh, we're, we're going to take it serious. And, and then just to continue to represent our program and, and our school and, and, and our community, it, it's really important to us. This is a unique place here at River Falls. We're kind of our own little college village and uh, we kind of uh, have a chip on our shoulder all the time being a smaller school in this league. And so, Uh, We we have a lot of pride every time we walk out on that field. No doubt becoming one of the dominant teams in the WIAC. Head coach Matt Walker of the River Falls Falcons. Uh, Coach, you were at the Isthmus Bowl last year. It was played in Verona, different setting this year at Bank of Sun Prairie Stadium. But what did it mean and how cool was that game last year? I think it exceeded expectations for just about everybody involved. I think you're right. I think it was an, you know, we knew it was a cool opportunity to get to play an 11th game, but I don't think anybody understood how we were going to be treated and the feel of how big that game was and what a great job Mike Shaw and that whole group did to to pump this game up from the social media stuff to the venue to how the players were treated. Boy, they just did it right. I I said, other than, you know, that it wasn't, it felt like a power five bowl game. It really felt that way from from the, the atmosphere. And so, um, boy, it's it, it's just gotten better. Those guys did a great job in year one, and then learning from 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 going through it that first time, it's going to be even better this year. So excited to get to get to Sun Prairie. It's going to be awesome for the guys. Coach, thanks so much for the time. We look forward to seeing you on Saturday in the Culver's Isthmus Bowl. You got it. Thank you very much. That is head coach Matt Walker of the UW River Falls Falcons joining us at halftime of the Culver's Isthmus Bowl. Coach Walker talking to his Falcons right now with a 24-7 lead over Washington University in St. Louis. We'll hear from the Bears head coach Aaron Keene coming up next. Halftime of the Culver's Isthmus Bowl on 100.5 ESPN. This is the Culver's Isthmus Bowl on 100.5 ESPN and Wisconsin On Demand. UW-River Falls 24, Washington University 7 at halftime of the Culver's Isthmus Bowl. Let's hear from Washington University head coach Aaron Keene, who I caught up with earlier this week on the Culver's Isthmus Bowl. Coach Keene, thanks so much for taking the time, and congratulations to you and the Bears squad on another berth in the Culver's Isthmus Bowl for a second straight year. Well, thank you. I appreciate it. Uh, It's good to be joining you. Yeah, and we had a chance to catch up just like this last year ahead of the game. Uh, a little bit different this year. The game obviously in a different venue, but also year two. So after one year, talk about how exciting that event was last year. I think it exceeded just about everybody's expectations and what you're expecting from year two of being part of a postseason bowl game. Yeah, I think the you know the thing that stands out to me is that there's so few teams that have an opportunity to play an extra game, whether it's in the playoffs or bowl opportunities something like 40 teams nationally, you know, out of so many teams that played Division Three football, have that opportunity. And so we felt blessed last year to, uh, you know, have that chance. And, and we were a completely different football team, right? It was my first year of coaching that group. And uh, we're coming off of a COVID year where we didn't play football uh, as an institution or have an opportunity to practice. And so we were still figuring each other out. And 
and I thought we got a lot better during the course of the year and had an opportunity to play a really good football program in River Falls in that in that bowl game and, and test ourselves a little bit. So, you know, again, this year we're just excited to be able to be together as a, as a team. That's really been something that's been a point of emphasis for our players as, as we finished up the year, whether it's playing in the playoffs or playing in a bowl game, just to have one more opportunity together with this team and be around each other on a road trip has been really special and something our guys have looked forward to, and we're certainly going to relish the opportunity. Coach Aaron Keene of Washington University in St. Louis, your team finished 8-2 and two this season. And quite frankly, Coach, you didn't play a lot of close games. There was the one close game that was a one-score final against Wheaton, but otherwise you were on the winning side of a lot of one-sided games. Of average score per game, 44-18, to 18, when you look at uh, your offense and then what you give up defensively. What has this season been like for you and the Bears with so many games going that way? It's interesting when I look back on it, you know, they've, I think as a coach, you, you stress about every opportunity and uh, the preparation that's involved with it and how your guys are going to show up and play. And I think if there's been a strength of our football team this year, it's been our ability to play our best football each and each and every Saturday. Uh, you know, we had the two losses. And if you look at even our opportunity against the number one team in the country, North Central, we, we fumbled the ball twice in the red zone in the, in the first half. Otherwise, it's a little closer game and we're, we're putting a little stress on them and so we, we played a little better against that team this year and, and uh, had some growth out of that opportunity. Certainly battled, uh, you know, the number two team in our, our league uh, a lot better this year and felt like we had an opportunity to, to win the football game, just didn't quite get it done. And, um, you know, our theme this year was to close the gap. And uh, we something we talked a lot about in the offseason is just getting a lot bigger, getting a lot stronger, getting a lot faster. Uh, again, we had a year without strength and conditioning in a weight room, and so in that weight room and develop our players, develop our program, I felt like we took a major step forward in, in that aspect if you look at what we've got up front offensively and defensively. Uh, just from a player standpoint, our ability to play the best teams on our schedule, we certainly did close the gap. And, and some of that comes down to how we're playing other teams as well. Are we playing our best and given the opportunity no matter who we're playing? And offensively, defensively, we, we certainly got that done this year and, and played some really good football. Head coach Aaron Keene, Washington University in St. Louis. The Bears and the UW-River Falls Falcons in the Culver's Isthmus Bowl. Uh, one of the players that we could talk about improving from last year, and he was impressive in last year's Culver's Isthmus Bowl, is your quarterback, Matt Rush. 27 touchdown pass interceptions this season. What, what has Matt Rush meant to your football team? Well, for two years now, I mean, he's just been kind of the, the, the steady rock of our offense. Like, he's, he knows what we're doing offensively, and he's going to put the ball on the money. I think that's the, the biggest thing about Matt is his ability to be accurate in the pass game, whether you're talking short, intermediate, or deep throws. Um, and I think, you know, as the year goes on, you see him against some of the challenges of, of defensive fronts we faced, his ability to get that ball off quickly when he's facing some pressure and good pass rushes and, and still, uh, you know, keep that, that accuracy going. Uh, I would say, you know, with all our quarterbacks, it's the belief of those skill guys around them and the, the line that plays in front of them that, that they're going to get the job done. And, you know, both our kids have done a great job this year, completing over 70% of their passes. So, it's not just those guys. It's everybody else uh, doing their job and giving them the opportunity to do that as well. Well, Coach, we hope to see some offense on display. It should be a very exciting rematch in the Culver's Isbis Bowl for Wash U and River Falls. Best of luck in the game. Pleasure to have you back making the trip up to Wisconsin, and good luck to you and the Bears this Saturday. Appreciate it. Thank you very much.
Head coach Aaron Keene of the Washington University Bears trailing 24-7 at halftime of the Culver's Isthmus Bowl back in 30 seconds for the start of the second half on 100.5 ESPN. This is the Culver's Isthmus Bowl on 100.5 ESPN and Wisconsin On Demand. Jesse Nelson, Mike Padol, second half of the Culver's Isthmus Bowl from Ashley Field at Bank of Sun Prairie Stadium on 100.5 ESPN. The ESPN app at Wisconsin On Demand. UW River Falls kicking left to right. The return for Wash U and Trayton Lamphier returning up the middle of the field out past the 25-30 and brought down at the 32-yard line. Another solid return for the Bears to start the second half of action. Mike Padol. Washington University at St. Louis, their special teams coordinator, Larry Kingbaum, did a great, you know, he's called dialed returns in the return game, kind of setting up the Bears here on offense. And because they got the ball in the second half, you saw why they took the knee in the first half instead of getting a turnover. Wash U's motto this year was close the gap. They'll have to do that here in the second half to work their way back into the Culver's Isthmus Bowl, trailing 24-7 to UW River Falls. Clark Stevens takes the oh. on first down. One play wide open, middle of the field on the run. Colin Goldberg tries to stiff arm the one tackler waiting for him at the 10-yard line. He's unable to do so. So a big gain for Wash U out of the gates to start the second half. And the Bears have first down and goal. Correction, they've spot him just shy of the 10-yard line at the 11-yard line. First and 10, Wash U, all the way up at the River Falls 11. Beautiful timing pass. That time right down the gut. The safety stumbled a little bit, and Colin Goldberg took it big. First down and 10, Wash U. Stevens takes the snap, hands off, up the middle, sidestepping a couple of defenders. Kenneth Hamilton works his way down near the five-yard line, gain of about five. Wash U on the move, trailing 24-7 here at the start of the third quarter. It's second down and five at the six. The other thing to note and put in your hip pocket, Jesse, is that big pass play came as uh, the Bears are moving in the direction of the wind where they had problems with in the first half. That means in the fourth quarter, they'll have the wind to their backs. 13.45 to go, third quarter. Wash U facing second down, and they'll call it six. Officially spotted at the seven-yard line. Ball in the middle of the field. Two receivers left, one to the right. Here's the snap for Stevens. Fakes the give, looks right. Pressure coming, rolls Look out. out. The sack back at the 20. River Falls got him. What a play by Jake Halesley, defensive lineman, 6'4", 250, the senior from Austin, Minnesota, coming with bad intentions, Jesse. They'll mark him at the 18-yard line, third down and 16, a loss of nine on that play. That's the first time we've really seen a lineman break free uh, with little resistance, and he made the Bears pay. What does Wash U have drawn up here? Two receivers set to either side. Shotgun formation. Stevens takes the snap. More pressure coming. Steps up in the pocket. Middle of the field complete to the five-yard line. That's the tight end, Danny Taylor. But it's short of the first down line to gain. Fourth down and three. They can get a first down without scoring a touchdown at the two-yard line. Danny Taylor's been a good weapon 
for Washington University in St. Louis here today. He, he had a couple big catches the first half. That was a great catch. Some miscommunication on the substitution patterns. Now they may have to burn a timeout here, Jesse. you got to hope if you're Wash U that you don't do that, needing every second here in the second half to try and complete this comeback if they're able to do so. It all starts with this play on fourth down. Need the two-yard line. Trick play. It's the Philly special. They want to throw it to the quarterback, and he's got it. Touchdown. Wash you. Clark Stevens on the receiving end. And the Bears are on the board in the second half. Trickeration nation as the quarterback receives the pass and says, put six on my stats as a receiver. What a big-time drive to start this second half for Washington University in St. Louis. He gave it to the running back, Kenneth Hamilton. Hamilton pitched it to wide receiver Gabriel Sirik, and Sirik threw it to Clark Stevens for a touchdown. 24-13, River Falls on top. Point after attempt is through the uprights. Good. Wash U strikes to start the second half. Wow. 12-02 to play in the third quarter. River Falls 24, Wash U 14. You're listening to the Culver's Isthmus Bowl on 100.5 ESPN. This is the Culver's Isthmus Bowl on 100.5 ESPN and Wisconsin On Demand. Jesse Nelson, Mike Padole at Ashley Field, Bank of Sun Prairie Stadium, the Culver's Isthmus Bowl on 100.5 ESPN. Washington University in St. Louis with a touchdown on its opening drive of the second half to make this a 24-14 game in the second annual edition of this bowl game in Division Three college football. The kickoff return taken up the left sideline by one of the upbacks on a short kick all the way up near the 40-yard line is where River Falls will begin its first offensive series of the second half. I'm a big observer of body language, and right now Washington University sideline is up for grabs. They are all sorts of fired up coming out of the second half, making this a football game again. Wash U had a 7-0 lead after the first quarter. River Falls had scored 24 unanswered points until that touchdown drive for the Bears. And on first down, quarterback Caleb Blaha looked to throw, then tucked it, took it himself up the middle, past the 45-yard line, forward to the 47 for a gain of 7, setting up second and 3. River Falls quick to the line. Here's the snap. Fake the give. No, it is a give. And correction as Krieger is stood up right near the first down line to gain. Not sure if they're going to give him enough for the first down or if he'll be a yard short. Yep, they'll move the chains first and ten for the Falcons. I'll tell you what, though, running the ball as effectively as Blaha has really is a weapon that, that Washington University hasn't had an answer for yet, Jess. First and ten right at midfield. Blaha takes the snap. Looks right, now goes left, trying to avoid pressure. Nope, he is brought down at the 43-yard line, sack for a loss of three yards by the Wash U defense. Nate Light, a defensive lineman, six foot one, the sophomore from Jonesboro, Arkansas, made a big-time TFL. 10.55 to go, third quarter. River Falls with the ball in a 10-point lead, second and 16. Here's the snap. Blaha, option play, keeps it himself. 
goes right and is brought down just beyond the 45-yard line. I stand corrected. That was actually a loss of six on the sack, so that was a gain of two yards to get two back to the 46-yard line of River Falls. Line to gain the 40 of Wash U. It's third and 14. Low-key Gus Christensen from Frankfurt, Illinois, for Wash U is having a great game. Throw over the middle of the field, incomplete. And look who it is, Mike Padol. Gus Christensen, back-to-back, big-time plays by your seniors. Seniors matter on teams, Jesse Nelson. And that time, Gus Christensen making his presence felt. Blaha's pass over the middle, incomplete, intended for Luke Cush. And on fourth down and 14 with 10.24 to go in the third quarter, River Falls will have to punt back to Wash U. River Falls hasn't had to punt since the late stages of the first quarter, Mike. So this is a big defensive stop for Wash U after the score to start the half. Punt is away from Creed. Tim takes a bounce for Wash U, fielded at the 15-yard line and immediately tackled up at the 17 on the return. Colin Goldberg trying to make a little something happen and was unable to do so. Gus Christensen almost got the punt block that time. (laughs) Came up short by about a yard, and he's getting all sorts of high fives on the sideline. Undersized linebacker. He looks like he's like a linebacker safety kind of combo size player. But, man, the senior's been flying all over the field. And he played at Lincoln Way East High School. Their head coach is a legend, and they've won lots of state titles at Lincoln uh, Lincoln Way East. Wash U football, 10-15 to go, third quarter, trailing by 10 in the second annual Culver's Isthmus Bowl. Clark Stevens, the sophomore quarterback, takes the snap, hands it off, and Kenneth Hamilton gets a yard or maybe two to the 18-yard line at best. So far, it's been mission accomplished for Washington University of, in St. Louis. They've, they scored on their opening possession and now forced River Falls to punt. So now they need to make something uh, happen on the offense now because they're backed up pretty far. Second down and eight. Washington University, and remember Clark Stevens, the sophomore quarterback, has appeared in nine of the ten games this year, but he is not the regular starter for the Bears. That's Matt Rush who started the game and played well. Played really well last, last year's year. Culver's Isthmus Bowl in Verona. 27 touchdowns and five interceptions. His stat line and, on the season. And prior to that year, coach seen him play before. So what do you think of your quarterback? I don't know. Never seen him play. <laughs> A timeout now called by Wash U. They have to talk things over. A little miscommunication with 9.20 to go in the third quarter. We'll take a 30-second timeout with him. Second and eight upcoming, 24-14, River Falls leads Wash U. You're listening to the Culver's Isthmus Bowl on 100.5 ESPN. This is the Culver's Isthmus Bowl on 100.5 ESPN and Wisconsin On Demand. Out of the timeout, second down and eight for Washington University in St. Louis. The pass from Stevens, left side, slant complete. Out past the 25-yard line, up to the 28. Good enough for a Wash U first down. Cole Oakman, number 14 on the receiving end in the home red uniforms of the Bears. First down, Wash U, as we approach the nine-minute mark to play in the third quarter. Wash U trailing UW-River Falls 24-14. A huge play to move the chains. You call the timeout, you might as well get it right, and that's exactly what the Bears did. Now a handoff 
out past the 30 to the 32, gain of two, maybe three, sets up second down and about seven yards to go for the Bears. We talked about what a good coach Adam Keene is. Well, at halftime, they must have identified something with these timing passes in the middle of the field because they're having success with that. Their two big plays came on timing passes down the middle. We are officially under the lights. The sun has set on Ashley Field in Bank of Sun Prairie Stadium. Jesse Nelson, Mike Padol, the second annual Culver's Isthmus Bowl, a rematch of last year's game between Wash U and UW River Falls. Wash U ball on second down and seven. Pass left side incomplete intended for Danny Taylor. Batted into the air and nearly intercepted by River Falls, but it was bobbled and fell incomplete right in front of the Wash U sideline. Yeah, Taylor's calling for some pass interference to the ref, making the throwing up the flag motion, but that was good double coverage there. It was a tough pass to pull in. Third and seven, another big play. 8-11 to go in the third quarter. Ball in the middle of the field, slightly near the left hash. Three receivers right, one to the left, the tailback Hamilton to the left side of Clark Stevens. Looks to the sideline for guidance. Now makes the adjustment at the line. Stevens takes the snap. Three rushers coming. Stevens throws right side on the run. Would have been a tough catch for Colin Hoidia, but he was unable to bring it in. It falls incomplete. Facing fourth down and seven, the punt unit comes out for Washington University St. Louis. So nice job on third and seven. Jack Olson, the six foot three freshman from Prescott, made a big play in the first half, came, brought the pressure that time, and when it's third and seven, that's when you dial up the pressure. Good job and mission accomplished for the UW River Falls Falcons. Another punt opportunity for Grisak. Steps up, kicks it away. This one looks pretty good. It will sail and land at the 30-yard line. Takes a Wash U bounce. Punt. And goes inside the 25 to the 24-yard line where it is downed by a Bears special teams defender. 7.55 to go in the third quarter. River Falls back out onto the field with a 24-14 lead. Grisak, the punter's getting lots of slaps on the helmet. The Grisak might miss Eck. He's doing a great punt. Did a nice job. <laughs> First down and 10, River Falls. I'm out. I'm out. <laughs> Here's Blaha throwing left side up the sideline outside the numbers and pushed out of bounds. Tim Owen gets three yards or so. Yeah, we'll call it three to the 28-yard line. Gain of three with the possession starting at the 25. Second down and seven, River Falls. Nursing a 10-point advantage, 24-14. Blaha, number 14, takes the snap, goes straight forward, and slingshots his way up for first down yardage to the 36-yard line. Move the chains, first and 10, Falcons. Blaha has just been all day on that quarterback keeper up the middle. Blaha claps for the snap, takes it. Looked like he wanted to run left, now tucks it down. Throws high, incomplete, and nearly into danger with a couple of Wash U defenders standing in the secondary. It falls incomplete. However, I love that play call. The great Because play, that yeah. time, Blaha faked that he was going to run. It's almost the inverse opposite of, of play action, but with a keeper. And then he took two steps back and threw the rock. 
Blaha this time does take it himself on second and ten, trying to drive the pile forward. Looked like he was going to be stopped for only a yard or two, and he ends up using the legs to get almost five yards up past the 40 to the 41-yard line. And he's really taking some tough shots on these hits. So tough kid, Nicole Blaha. Line to gain is the 46, third down and five, River Falls with 6.45 to go in the third quarter. Blaha again designed quarterback keeper. He has stopped short of the line to gain after only picking up a yard to the 42. What do you do Fourth here, Jesse? Four, you're in your own territory. You're up 10. I would kick it, but something tells me Matt Walker feels differently. Wash U thought about bringing some defenders out. Now they sprint off, and before a 12-man on the field penalty would have cost them first down yardage to River Falls. Adam Keene, this isn't his first rodeo. He did not like the way that was shaken down, and he calls timeout. Calls timeout to talk it over with 6.25 to go in the third quarter. Fourth down and four. Coming up, we'll take a timeout with them. You're listening to the Culver's Isthmus Bowl on 100.5 ESPN. This is the Culver's Isthmus Bowl on 100.5 ESPN and Wisconsin On Demand. Jesse Nelson, Mike Padul at Ashley Field, Bank of Sun Prairie Stadium. Fourth down and four for River Falls, up 24-14. And following the Wash U timeout, the punting unit comes yeah, out. Yeah, Wash U the thought Falcons. that they might go for that, so they had to change change shifts. Some players had to go sprinting off. The kick is cleanly away, and a fair catch signaled for and hauled in back at the 17-yard line by Colin Goldberg for Washington University in St. Louis. Noteworthy, Mike Piddle, that WashU now down by 10 with 6.18 to go in the third quarter. A lot of time left in this game, of course, but they have burned two timeouts here in the early stages of this third quarter. Absolutely, but they've been critical timeouts, though, Um both positive things happening out of both of those timeouts, avoiding disaster in one case where they were confused and on their heels. Bears were stopped on their last offensive series, opened the second half with a touchdown on a trick play on fourth down and three. Let's see what they can do here with 6.18 to go in the third quarter at their own 18-yard line. Handoff goes nowhere, stuffed immediately in the backfield. Drew Hahn from Elburn, Illinois. The defensive tackle said, no, sir, you are not going anywhere. Drops him for a loss on the handoff. Drew Hahn with the angry form tackle, the 6'1", 275-pound defensive tackle, said, don't run at me again. Second and 11, Wash U, 5.45 to go in the third quarter. Two receivers right, two to the left, tailback to the right side of quarterback Clark Stevens. Stevens claps once, claps twice, now gets the snap, throws left side, has his man, no, incomplete. Colin Hoyda had the advantage on the position, but it was knocked out at the last moment, and on a cold day as it is at Bank of Sun Prairie Stadium, that is not an easy play for a receiver to haul in. Michael Brown did a really nice job of playing pass defense came over the shoulder right as the ball arrived and batted it down with the volleyball spike with the right hand palms down not grabbing cloth just a textbook defensive back play third down at 11 for wash U with 535 to go in the third quarter here's the snap 
Stevens with three men rushing. Throws left side. Had a man in stride out of the backfield. Fred Ware could not make the catch. He may have been able to turn up field for first down yardage. Looked like he had the edge. But it falls incomplete, and Wash U is three and out. What a great pass by the the Bears quarterback that time. Dropped it right over the shoulder and into the bucket. Unfortunately, there was a hole in the bottom of the bucket, and that ball hit the turf. With five wow. minutes and 30 seconds to go in the third quarter, Wash U will punt away. Andrew Grisak again out there. This time he's backed up all the way inside his own five-yard line to get this kick away. With 5.30 left in the third quarter. Uh-oh. Pressure coming. Grisak is able to kick it. Not a great one, though. It is fair caught by River Falls at the 48-yard line of Wash U. So they will start this drive, the Falcons, in Wash U territory with 5.22 to go in the third quarter, up by 10. And nice play by Michael Brown. We saw him try to field a punt on the run, ill-advised in the first half. That was a fumble. That time he positioned himself under it, caught it right in the breadbasket, took the knee. Good job. Mission accomplished by the uh, River Falls Falcons. And I'll tell you what, Jesse, remember this. With 5.22 to go in the third quarter, you're seeing them get back. Yeah, they're up, getting back. Yeah, there was, so there was a flag while you were providing that analysis, Mike. After the play, a little unnecessary roughness called against UW River Falls. So Can't do shenanigans while I'm talking. Instead of starting that drive in Washu territory, they're now backed up 15 yards. That's a big penalty. Back at their own 37-yard line. Yeah, that was a costly penalty. So we'll see if River Falls can overcome it. Blahan first down, looks to throw now, keeps it himself. He is wrestled down by two Wash U defenders, but not before. He's able to pick up six yards out to the 44-yard line. Second and three, River Falls. Blaha in the offense, quick to the line. Shotgun formation. Takes the snap, handoff this time. Up the gut. Krieger has a couple of yards. Diving forward. He needed three for the first down. That's what he got. Maybe three and a half is good for a River Falls I love Falls that play down. call back-to-back. QB dive up the middle. Fullback up the middle in fast up-tempo territory where the defense can't get set. That'll draw those linebackers in and then set something up on the perimeter. Three receivers left. Here's the snap. Blah throws that way. Wide receiver screen and shoved out of bounds. Luke Cush up along the sideline, but he's able to get more than I thought he was. He's actually into WashU territory up to the 47-yard line of the Bears for a gain of five. I mean, their re- offense is in rhythm right now. This is danger territory for Washington University. Second down and five. Here's the carry. Krieger muscling forward. He was tapped at the line of scrimmage, and he was able to pirouette his way forward down to the 45-yard line, third down and three for the Falcons. Krieger from River Falls almost broke that one, Jesse. If he was able to stay on balance, you never know. Here's the snap. Blaha throws right side. Wide receiver screen for Cush. This was the play that worked on the other side of the field. This time, Cush is pushed out of bounds. And where will they mark him at the 40 Four, only a gain of one. It's fourth down and two. River Falls keeps the offense out there in a hurry. Here's Blaha, takes the snap, tries to go up the middle. I don't think he got it, Mike. I think Blaha stopped shy of the line to gain. It appears that everybody else thinks that too. Yes, Blaha needed two, got one and a half. 
and a turnover on downs back to Wash U. The Bears' defense stands strong on fourth down and two. A testimony to defensive lineman Jonathan, Jonathan Smith, 6'2", 266, from Sioux Falls, South Dakota. That time stood in the hole as the defensive tackle and totally blew up that fourth down play. That was being run, no huddle, up-tempo. 3.58 to go in the third quarter, 24-14. UW-River Falls leads Wash U. Here's the snap on first down. Stevens wants to go deep. Has a man. Goldberg at the 25 has it. Dragged down inside the 20 to the 18-yard line. Big time catch on first down. Colin Goldberg has Wash U in the red zone. And that was all Colin Goldberg. That ball hung in the air being thrown in the wind. He adjusted like an outfielder and made the beat, the beat had a beat on it. Went to the middle, got the big play. In one-on-one coverage, it wasn't the prettiest throw, but Goldberg made the adjustment to bring it in. Now on first down, deep in River Falls territory. Throw left side, Colin Hoytia hauls it in. Spun down outside the numbers near the 15-yard line. Gain of about three for Wash U. Sets up second down and six. Something tells me this is going to be an extra good ending in this fourth quarter. Last get year, to the fourth quarter. River Falls pulled away in the second half and route to a 48-27 win in this bowl game in this same matchup. They defeated Wash U in the inaugural Culver's Isthmus Bowl. Wash U doesn't want to go down without a fight this time. Clark Stevens, the quarterback for the Bears, on second down and six. Shotgun takes the snap, throws right side, one-on-one in the end zone, overthrown incomplete as the ball sails over into yeah. a snowbank where the buses are parked on the far end of the field. Yeah, and that's not in bounds. <laughs> that is not in bounds, <laughs> uh, you know, You're right. You know, go that far. And that's an indication of how the wind picked up that football and just took a perimeter throw and made it way out of bounds. And we appear to have a stoppage of some type here. Get that ball out of the snowbank. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if we've got an injury timeout or what the case may be, but it looks like Wash U is huddling up with Coach Aaron Keene on the sideline. As we see the field goal kicker for Washington University warming up in front of us on the field below the press box. Not in front of us, but on the field below us. Understood. He's not kicking in the press box. Um, <laughs> would you like to? Do? <laughs> I kind of would. <laughs> Put it through that door. Um, and here we go. Big play here. Yeah, out of that third brief timeout. Third down and six. Wash U, 2.51 to go in the third quarter, trailing by 10. Clark Stevens takes the snap, looks left, throws that direction, caught at the six-yard line. First down yardage, Wash U. Again, Hoyta hauls it in. First and goal for the Bears. Huge third down conversion for the Bears, and they're in business with a goal-to-goal situation and a fresh set of downs. Washington University averages 44 points a game this season. River Falls averages 40. Right now, Wash U has 14 to River Falls is 24. Can they find six more here on first and goal at the eight-yard line? 2.30 to go third quarter as the snow flurries pick up once again at Ashley Field. Ball on the left hash. Two receivers right, one to the left. And a timeout called by the River Falls defense. Wanting to make sure they get some things situated accordingly here with 2.20 to go in the third quarter. I mean, Washington... 
Washington University was going for broke. They were five wide and spread out in a wide formation on that from the seven-yard line on first down. They really, uh, River Falls and their defense, they wanted to get everything together. This is a big possession. I'm telling you, if, if Washington University can get in the end zone and put 14 points on the board while they were going into the wind, they're set up in a pretty good situation down three going into the fourth quarter. The coaching staff at UW River Falls figures the same thing, and they're gonna they want their defense on point and all in sync. What a scene at Bank of Sun Prairie Stadium. Wash U setting up for a big time play here late in the third quarter. Under the lights, the snow falling on a freezing winter evening here in late November. On first goal, Stevens wanted to throw the other direction, but the River Falls defense came in and crushed him. Back at the 25-yard line, there were three Falcons defenders in on the sack. Led by Jake Halsey, 6'4", 250, the senior from Austin, Minnesota. He looked like he was shot out of a cannon that time, coming up the middle and getting a huge sack off a timeout on first down. What a play by River Falls, dialing it up. He was wrapped up at the 21-yard line, so even though the tackle occurred all the way back at the 25, ball spotted at the 21, where it's second and goal, Washington University, St. Louis. Here's the snap. Steven steps up, throws right side, intercepted at the 5. It's taken the other direction by River Falls to the 15, outside the numbers to the 20, and running out of bounds. The pick for the Falcons in the red zone. What a play. Back-to-back by the Falcon defense late in the third quarter. Dylan Brown, the six-foot-four sophomore who you said before played his ball at Homestead and had a ring in his high school career, makes a big pick as that ball again just hangs in the air. And you can see where the flags are on the far end of the field here, Mike. The wind is blowing directly against where that ball was thrown, and it definitely impacted the entire situation leading to that interception. Making that timeout look pretty good, didn't it, Jesse? Sure did. First down, Blaha for River Falls. Throws right, incomplete, sailing out of bounds with a minute 18 to go in the third quarter. River Falls 24, Wash U 14 in the Culver's Isthmus Bowl. You know what's crazy about Blaha is he was their leading rusher this year for the Falcons. He rushed for 1,000 yards (laughs) and said, all right, hold hold my concrete. I'm going to pass for 2,000 yards. (laughs) Blaha either running or passing here on second down, throws right sideline. Are they going to say this was complete? No. That nah, was he was out of bounds, incomplete, up near the 35-yard line. Would have been a heck of a catch on the run. Instead, it's third down and 10. But, and- man, now all of a sudden Washington University's defense coming up off yep. a sudden change situation and making some big plays. We've seen both teams do that, just shake off adversity and, keep, and make big plays. There have been a bunch of moments in this game that you thought could have been the official momentum swings for good both teams have been able to overcome screen play on third down and 10 over the middle Jason Van Zeelen the sophomore was brought down at the 25 he is six yards shy of the line to gain but a flag is down yeah and it's a hold against River Falls 
declined by the WashU defense, setting up fourth down and six, and the punting unit's out for River Falls. A no-brainer, but, man, hats off to Washington University and St. Louis. Their defense stepping up after a sudden change situation. Like you mentioned, just when you think the pendulum of momentum is going one way, somebody shows heart and leadership and changes it. So Creed Tim, the junior from Shawano, will punt it away. Colin Goldberg Ooh. awaiting the punt. Tim gets it away. It's a good one over the head of Goldberg. Takes a bounce at the 35 and rolls all the way back to the 26-yard line of Wash U. That's a big punt for Creed Tim. His longest punt of the year was 53 yards coming into play today. That's going to be right around the same distance as he's able to kick that one and pin Wash U a lot deeper in their territory than they would have hoped. And Tim, Tim you know, slapping his thigh saying, that's my leg. Leg strong. Ah, he had the wind to his back. But... That was a good punt regardless. 59 seconds to go in the third and quarter. Washington University can't wait for this quarter to be over and go the other way. Yeah, they will have the wind at their backs in the fourth quarter when they reverse field. And like you said, Mike, it's been impressive that they've had two really good drives. Yeah, I got all the way down to the seven and came up empty down ten. They were probably hoping at least for a field goal. Here's Stevens on first down, throws left side complete, reversing course back to the middle of the field. Cole Oakman, short of the first down line to gain, brought down near the 34-yard line. This isn't the high-flying, high-wire, highlight reel game that last year's game was, but this is just as entertaining a game. These are two really good teams going toe-to-toe -to -toe here. Approaching 30 seconds to play in the third quarter. Yeah, and this one... Looks like it could be a tighter finish than we saw a year ago with River Falls pulling away to a 21-point win in the inaugural Culver's Isthmus Bowl. Here, Wash U, with a score, would make it a one-possession game down 24-14. 15 seconds to go in the third quarter. Stevens fakes the give. Play action over the middle of the field, complete for first down yardage to Cole Oakman. He goes to him on back-to-back -back plays, and Oakman has a first down wash you with nine seconds to go in the first quarter, and the clock will run out. That will be the end of the period. Fifteen minutes to go in the second annual Culver's Isthmus Bowl. Don't go anywhere! UW-River Falls 24, Washington University-St. Louis 14. You're listening to the Culver's Isthmus Bowl on 100.5 ESPN. This is the Culver's Isthmus Bowl on 100.5 ESPN and Wisconsin On Demand. Start of the fourth quarter of the Culver's Isthmus Bowl on 100.5 ESPN. Jesse Nelson, Mike Padol, UW-River Falls 24, Washington University-St. Louis 14. Flag. Wash U football, first and 10 at their own 40-yard line to begin the fourth quarter of play. And it starts with a false start called on the Wash U offense. Back them up five yards, first and 15 for the Bears. And we haven't seen hardly any mental mistakes like that in this football game by either team. Mm -hmm. It's been a very uh, lowly penalized game. A couple of unnecessary roughness or... Uh, unsportsmanlike conduct penalties, really the, the stars for the officials tonight. On first and 15, nowhere to go with it. Stevens threw it away on the left sideline. Second and 15 for the Bears of Washington University in St. Louis. Eight and two overall record on the year. Seven and two record in CCIW play. Third place in the conference behind North Central and Wheaton entering 
this postseason play. North Central and Wheaton advancing to Division Three NCAA football tournament. North Central, the defending national champions. A very good team that defeated Wash U, who's a good team of their own. 31-0 back on October 22nd. Second and 15 for the Bears. Ball on the left side of the field. Here's the snap. Stevens goes left for the tailback out of the backfield. Great play, Kenneth Hamilton. He is spun out of bounds after a game of 10, and a late flag comes in. I thought that might be a little unnecessary roughness, and a late hit should be called here on River Falls to advance the ball into Falcon territory for Wash U. Yeah, the referee said, you can't put mustard on that Butterburger. That's against the rules, flag, and you know, right on, right on cue, another personal foul penalty. That's going to be costly. Now, hang on a second. The officials are conferring in a huddle together. I mean, it was pretty tight to the action, to they, the sideline, but they may be talking about splitting value baskets after the game. If you get the buffalo tenders, I get the burger. You get fries, I get curds. We can divvy it up among all of us. Now, that's every commercial break <laughs> with you and I. <laughs> But it is going to be the unnecessary roughness penalty called after the play against River Falls. The River Falls fans not particularly pleased with it. No, and they had two good plays of defense prior to that. And the, and that was a good play draw by the Bears that time, well executed, uh, getting a receiver to the perimeter. But spun out of bounds late, moves the chain, moves 15 yards down. And Washington University in business here, Jesse, crossing midfield in the fourth quarter. All the way up to the River Falls, 39, sideline trying to get their fans that have made the trip fired up right in front of us here at Bank of Sun Prairie Stadium. The River Falls fans in sideline definitely not with as much positive momentum and body language as we see from Wash U, even though the Bears trail by 10. Stevens takes the snap, fires middle of the field, coming back for it, complete with room to run. Hoida to the 25, where he's barreled down at the 20-yard line. Trying to get outside the numbers to extend the play, it's still a big gain of 19 yards for Colin Hoida and here comes Wash U again give him the 21 yard line officially for a gain of 18 ball on the left hash quick to the line two receivers set to the right one to the left Stevens in a shotgun formation moves his tailback Hamilton from left to right takes the snap fakes the give up in the pocket Stevens throws right side to the end zone one-on-one incomplete a little too far out in front of Colin Goldberg great coverage that time who was that on the coverage it's hard to tell in the far corner end zone looked like number uh, 19 Dylan Brown again in on the help Dylan Dylan Brown he almost was boxing out like a rebounder in basketball that time guarding guarding the end zone really good defense by the corner for River Falls a flag was down on that play and based on where the placement of the ball is now I think it may have been an illegal motion penalty because the scoreboard still indicates second down. Boy, and on on this drive now, we've seen a false start and an illegal motion. Something you don't see out of the, out of a spread, spread team that's usually pretty dialed in. So, correction, the scoreboard may be inaccurate. The uh, down marker says first down, so this is probably a hold. Looking at first and 20 for Wash U over the middle of the field. Pass is caught by Danny Taylor, the senior, at the 30-yard line. That'll get a little bit of it back, but still a long way to go for the Bears. And again... Mike, it, it feels like this has been the story here for much of the game for Wash U. They're able to move the ball well up until they get into the red zone. 
And then there have been some turnovers, some fourth down conversions they or, were or some called blitzes. Some penalties have driven them back. There's just a bunch of different collections of things. Well, and think about how they've dominated this half. They need a big one here on second and 15 following the gain of five. Here's Stevens with pressure coming. Steps up in the pocket. Fires middle of the field for Terry. Complete. Your correction, Danny Taylor has it. And Taylor inside the 20 near the 18-yard line sets up a much more manageable third down and about five yards to go. Danny Taylor is about as big as a tight end as you'll see in Division Three, and talented and really a weapon for this Bears offense. He's from Keller, Texas, Nolan Catholic High School. And we've got an injured River Falls Falcons defensive player on the field right now, so they'll tend to him. He's able to get up okay, hobbling off. It's number 96, Jack Olson from Prescott. You've called his name a few times tonight, Mike. Some big plays for Jack. Yeah, the defensive line for River Falls has played really, really well tonight. And right now, Prescott, you turn that ankle in this cold, ooh, it hurts. 12.47 to go in the game. River Falls 24, Washington University 14. Third down and five, Wash U at the River Falls 16-yard line. They need the 11 for a first down. Got to be thinking field goal range here, too, although that's been a struggle this year for the Bears. Here's the snap. Stevens pressure coming. Throws right side. Has a man to the 10. Complete. Colin Goldberg, first down and goal for the Bears of Washington University. Colin Goldberg says, I may be from Georgia, but I can't be contained right now. He's starting to really dominate on the perimeter from the wide receiver position. First-team all-conference CCIW player Colin Goldberg as a sophomore this year. And he was good last year in this Isthmus Bowl. He was a weapon. First, first and goal from the nine. Ball on the right hash. Two receivers left, one to the right. Here's the snap. Stevens takes it, now steps up, lost the football, and he's able to fall on it at the 10-yard line. It's cold, Mike Padol, and you could tell that weather had a factor as Stevens tried to pump fake and take it himself. And he lost control of the ball and just had to dive on it for a loss of one. You know, there's a ton of time in this game, you know, 11, 11.50 to go in this fourth quarter. Tons of time. But Washington University absolutely needs to come away with some points. They got all the way down to the seven in the third quarter and came up empty. Shotgun formation, one receiver right, three to the left, tailback Hamilton to the left side of Stevens. Stevens... Looks to the offense for, or excuse me, looks to the sideline for the call for the offense. Now switches Hamilton over to his right side. Stevens takes the snap, looks left, wants to go middle of the field, batted down at the line of scrimmage, incomplete. Good play on defense. Look who it was, Frank Hartman, number 91. Frank Hartman said, did you not see me on the goal line? I can sky. I'm going to bat that pass down. I got vertical. If you're just joining us, Frank Hartman, number 91, a senior defensive tackle has the last touchdown scored for UW River Falls. A one-yard dive over the pile on a direct snap in the second quarter. They gave the senior from <laughs> Wisconsin Rapids two shots with the rock. The defensive lineman. First one, he went airborne. I almost, I almost jumped out of the press box. Tried to dive the pile. At the time, it gave River Falls a 21-7 lead. They're now up 24-14. Here's the snap. Stevens looks end zone one-on-one, -on -one, throws it that way for Goldberg. Incomplete. There was contact. No flag thrown. 
Yeah, Goldberg wants a flag, but he's not going to get it. That's good coverage, one-on-one. Fourth down and goal, Wash U. They'll bring the field goal unit out. And this has been a little bit of an adventure for the Bears this season. Bears need some points here. You can't get down to the... To the uh, this close again and come up completely empty that's almost like the equivalent of two turnovers from newport beach california senior kicker chris vartanian one of seven New- on field goals this year newport beach huh that's correct a long cry from that today but this time vartanian puts it through the uprights good one score game with 11:14 to go Represent Newport Beach, California, Chris Vartanian. He said, the Californian can kick in 20 degrees. 24-17, River Falls leads Wash U with 11-14 to go in the second annual Culver's Isthmus Bowl. You're listening to the Isthmus Bowl on 100.5 ESPN. This is the Culver's Isthmus Bowl on 100.5 ESPN and Wisconsin On Demand. UW-River Falls 24, Washington University-St. Louis 17, with 11 minutes and 14 seconds to go at Bank of Sun Prairie Stadium and Ashley Field. Jesse Nelson, Mike Padol, ESPN Wisconsin's presentation of the second annual Culver's Isthmus Bowl. The kickoff Ooh. following the WashU score takes the return man, number 22, Mike, or correction, number 23, which is Tim Owen, all the way back into the end zone. Owen returns it out past the 15-yard line, but he stopped up near the 20, so might have been better off letting that one go. Instead, River Falls starts first and 10 at the 20-yard line with a one-score lead for the first time since the second quarter, Mike Padol. And we need to start saying that some pressure needs to be put on River Falls offense to make something happen here. Here's Mr. Do-It-All quarterback Caleb Blaha delivers a strike up the right sideline. Michael Krieger out of the backfield, hauls it in, takes a hard hit at the 35-yard line, but hangs on for a first down River Falls. The River Falls native showing toughness on the sideline. Four receivers set to the left. Nobody in the backfield with Blaha. Looks right, throws. Nope, he's going to keep it himself. And Blaha with nowhere to go. I'm not sure how effective the fake was when he looked right and there was nobody there to throw to and then decided to take it himself. Uh, You're right, Jesse. His most effective runs have come with split decision, quick hitting action using zone trap. Second and seven, Blaha. Wants to throw this time. Instead, he scrambles outside the pocket, running right outside the numbers, and is shoved out of bounds shy of the 45-yard line. Some of the River Falls fans wanted a late push called against Wash U. They do not get the benefit of the doubt, and they'll mark him out at the 42, so it's third and four for uh, River Falls. Big third down play here if they have to punt. Kitty bar the door. 10-10 to go. Blaha keeps it himself. Weaves his way through a couple of defenders. Looked like he was going to be stopped at the line of scrimmage. Found a little opening, and he's able to pick up five yards shy of the midfield marker, but good for a River Falls first down. Hey, Blaha showing hip shiftiness in his hips that time with a second-level juke to move the chains. Big first down by Blaha. Under 10 minutes to play. River Falls with a seven-point lead. Blaha fakes the run, now wants to throw. Ran out of room with pressure coming, and it falls incomplete near the toes of an intended receiver on the far side. 
I think that was number six, Mason Van Zeeland, who just happened to be the closest Falcon in proximity for Blaha to throw it away. Yeah, and at that time, the pressure was coming heavy, so Blaha got rid of the football, made the wise decision. Blaha looks to the sideline for direction with 9.46 to go in the game. Wash U with one timeout remaining, trailing by seven. Here's the snap and the give. Krieger running left, hauled down near the line of scrimmage. He lunged forward to get a yard, maybe two. Yeah, they'll mark him back at the 48. He only got one yard, setting up third down and nine. My man Gus Christensen, the senior linebacker from Illinois, making a big tackle for loss, third and nine. Mike Padol saying Gus Christensen is your flavor of the day on oh, defense man. for Wash he's U. Running, he's really dominating. Blaha takes the snap, fires deep downfield, incomplete too far. Out in front of the intended receiver, Luke Cush, and it's fourth and nine. Clock stops with 9.14 to go. River Falls will punt back to Wash U, and the Bears will have a chance to tie or take the lead down seven. Hats off to Washington University. They came out in this half with urgency, but they played within themselves. They didn't take big risks or anything. They just played their game, but really have buckled down and out-executed River Falls so far. Punt is in the air from Creed Tim. It will sail out of bounds. Again, battling the wind. It got carried out of bounds. Going against it, an advantage for Wash U here in the fourth quarter. And the official will mark this officially out of bounds at the 35-yard yeah. line. So not a great net there for Well, did you River see Falls. that punch, Jesse? It went high in the air and then made a hard right out of bounds. That wind is no joke. You know, you, we're looking at the flag, and it's just blowing. It's one of those disappointing feelings, Mike, like when they bring your to-go order out to the drive-thru and you think they're coming to your car and then hard right oh, to the one. Hard right! Oh, number 64. Don't, don't no. give it to the Audi. First down and 10, Wash U trailing by seven. Uh oh Ball batted in the middle of the field, high into the air and intercepted by River Falls and a potential return up the middle of the field to the 20, 15, 10, 5, touchdown, pick six. River Falls. Aaron Borgerding, the sophomore. Right place, right time. Great vision and a return for the Falcons to extend the lead to 30-17 to with 8.53 to go in the Isthmus Bowl. Borgerding from Spring Valley, Wisconsin. That was tipped in the air by one of the D linemen, and then it was ball drill that time. And Borgerding grabs it. Takes it to the house and says, put six on my stats. What a huge play. Point after attempt for River Falls. Kicker Justin Sheberl puts it through the uprights. Good. 8.53 to go. 31-17 River Falls leads Washington University St. Louis. What a momentum shocker. You know, and what can you do about that when the ball is batted up in the air and it becomes a live tip drill? You grab it, and then you house it. And Washington University had all the momentum in the world going for them, driving into, you know, in with the wind to their back, a chance to go, you know, tie or go ahead. Wow. River Falls' first score of the second half on the pick six. 
returned nearly 45 yards by Aaron Borgerding. Wow, a lot of sophomores making plays, which is one of the reasons why this is such a great bowl game and why Mike Shaw's light bulb moment for why don't they do a, a, a bowl game in, in for Division Three in Wisconsin? You know, it's mid-November. We could do this. Everybody ends at the same time. 31-17. River Falls, the defending champions of the inaugural Culver's Isthmus Bowl, looking to make it two for two, aided by the pick six by Aaron Borgerding. Now the kickoff ensuing right to left, a squib kick fielded by one of the upbacks at the 25 to the 30-35 where the pile will drive him down at the 36-yard line. 8.47 to go. Still plenty of time, Mike Padole, for Washington University of St. Louis to go on a run here and have a chance to get back into this game. We do have an injured Bears player down on the field. Yeah, yeah, he's in serious pain with his knee. Uh, we'll step aside while they tend to the injured Bears player here with 8.47 to go in the game. 31-17, River Falls leads Wash U. You're listening to the Culver's Isthmus Bowl on 100.5 ESPN. This is the Culver's Isthmus Bowl on 100.5 ESPN and Wisconsin On Demand. Following the injury timeout, the WashU offense back on the field, down 14, 31-17, with 8.47 to go in the fourth quarter of the Culver's Isthmus Bowl. Jesse Nelson, Mike Padol, first down and 10, WashU. Clark Stevens fires left side complete to Colin Hoytia, the junior wide receiver for a gain of five, and Hoytia gets out of bounds near the 40-yard line for a gain of about four yards. And I know you've said this a couple times earlier today, Jesse, but it can't be understated about the importance of the normal starter, Matt Rush, for Washington University not playing in this game. He's, he's really their, their leader on offense. The steady rock, as Coach Aaron Keene described him. Second down and seven. Here's the pass right side. Again, this is caught. It's Hoytia. Gets out of bounds. Near first down yardage outside the numbers on the right sideline to the 45-yard line. Depending on the spot, I think they'll be moving the chains. Good pass play. Uh, yes, indeed. Yeah, they will good move pass them. play that time. Coming out of the time, out of the injury timeout, good pass play. We've just seen both of these teams just never waver after big momentum. They just they're rock steady. They don't they don't never waver. At the forty-five yard line of their own river or excuse me wash you sets up first down and 10 here's the give handoff for kenneth hamilton he'll pick up four yards to the 49 yard line for a gain of four wash is gonna have to go a little bit faster than that mike if they want to uh try and keep the momentum going yeah re remember jesse they've only got one timeout in their hip pocket so second down and six with 7:30 to go Shotgun formation. Clark Stevens, two receivers right, two left, tailback Hamilton to his right. Stevens steps up, takes the snap, fires right side, high on the right sideline, incomplete, nearly an sensational one-hand grab for Colin Goldberg, but he couldn't go up and get that as it sailed a little too high for Stevens. Colin Goldberg six. has just impressed me tonight, Jesse. He's been dominating 
the plays on the perimeter and that time selling out his body to try to one-hand that rock. 7-12 to go in the game, 31-17. UW-River Falls leads Washington University St. Louis. Here's the snap. Stevens looks, fires middle of the field, complete to Cole Oakman. Oakman has first down yardage wow. into River Falls territory inside the 45, falling forward to the 41-yard line. What a dart in between two defenders. First down and 10, seven minutes and counting to go here in the fourth quarter. Ball in the middle of the field, two receivers right, one to the left. Here's the snap for Stevens. He'll give. Here comes the run for Hamilton up the gut, and the River Falls defense was there waiting for him. And a gain of only a couple of yards sets up second down and about six to go for the Wash U Bears. Like that play call, though, Jesse. It's going to bring the defense in the, the perimeter and set something up to the outside, probably to Goldberg. 6.30 to go. 31-17, River Falls leads Wash U. Ball spot in the middle of the field, two receivers left, two to the right. Here's the snap, Stevens steps up in the pocket, pressure coming, and Stevens is driven down. A sack for Jake Halsey, the senior from Austin, Minnesota, back at the 44-yard line. Halsey came around the edge and got to Clark Stevens for a big drop with six minutes to go in the game. Third and long now for Wash U. How many times have we seen that tonight, Jesse, where the River Falls Falcon defense has had a, just a perfectly timed blitz and, and right gets the sack right when they need it most. Third down and 13 for the Bears. This is two down territory here, Jess. Back at the 43-yard line, they need the 31 for a first down. I mean, the flat out, the clock is running. And they only have one timeout remaining, remember. Five and a half minutes to go. Stevens takes the snap. More pressure coming. This time he throws right. Complete to the 40. 35 outside the numbers to the 25. Spun down near the sideline. First down. I love that Hamilton play. Hamilton out of the backfield gets it. I love that play. Running a little outlet. Kenneth Hamilton. We've called his name a few times. A sophomore from Missouri. Just making an impact in this game. Running routes out of the backfield. The wheel route. And remember, Hamilton, a converted wide receiver. He looked natural making that catch and run on third and 13. First and 10, Wash U. The chance to win the Isthmus Bowl still in play as Stevens throws right side incomplete behind the intended receiver. That you was know, Hamilton again. Essentially, the bottom line is that Washington University's window of opportunity is just getting smaller. They need to get points on the board again. Because that, that pick six on the turnover on the tip pass was just huge. They had all the momentum in the world until that happened. Clock stops with 4.54 to go in the game. 31-17, River Falls leads Wash U. River Falls won this game by 21 points last year. They lead by 14 right now. Wash U second and 10 at the 26. Stevens takes the snap, throws left side, and he hit the first Good down accuracy. marker. That was pretty impressive. I mean, that was that was like a trick, like a YouTube video. <laughs> he, drilled. He, he drilled the yard the yardstick right in the middle. I got it. Like I almost hit I've, that little target on the top. I don't know if I've ever seen that before. Wow! Where quarterback just looking to throw the ball away, hits square on the first down marker. He's like, I know we're behind, but look at my arm. Yeah. <laughs> 
sure that's what he was thinking. 4.49 to go in the game. 31-17. Two down territory here. Third and 10. Ball at the 26-yard line. Ball on the right side of the field. Two receivers right, two to the left. Hamilton, the tailback to the right side of Stevens. Clark Stevens, the sophomore, takes the snap. Pressure coming from the River Falls defense. Stevens goes to the end zone. Contact at the goal line. It's incomplete. Goldberg begging for a flag. He won't get one. Yeah. I think he had a case, Mike, but nonetheless. A lot it, of contact, but all the game long, they, they haven't been calling yeah, that type of contact. And he wasn't grabbing cloth. The defenders weren't grabbing cloth, and they were just fighting fighting for position on the ball. That ball was a little bit overthrown also. I think if that was a little bit closer to where Goldberg was situated Ooh, in the end zone, might have had an opportunity. Fourth down coming up. It, it, Washington University's just come up short on these. These they drive deep and they've come up empty. Once too they many get inside times. the thirty, that's been the, the modus operandi tonight. And a timeout called by River Falls on defense. They'll talk things over with 4:43 yeah. to go. 31-17, 30-second timeout. We'll take it with them on a pivotal fourth and ten. You're listening to the Culver's Isthmus Bowl on 100.5 ESPN. This is the Culver's Isthmus Bowl on 100.5 ESPN and Wisconsin On Demand. Fourth down and ten and possibly the game on the line for Washington University trailing 31-17 to UW River Falls at the 26-yard line. Here's the snap. Steven steps up, throws right side, picked at the 15-yard line. Intercepted by River Falls. Wow, with the pressure coming heavy on the River Falls quarterback. Hang on a second, Mike. Hang on. A flag is down in the secondary Uh at the 15-yard line. And a player down for River Falls. Yeah, we've also got an injured Falcon player back near the line of scrimmage. I tell you, this, this turf is unforgiving in this cold. It hurts when you see guys hit, you know, fall. It hurts looking at it. Defensive holding is the call, Mm. and that's a big break for Wash U, which would have probably seen a turnover on downs for good. And and that's actually a pretty good call because the receiver couldn't get to the pass route, allowing another player to, like, jump the route because the ball was floating. It was that open because of the hold. So good call by the official. But talk about being given another life. You know, move the chains, fresh set of downs. We're 4.36 to go here in the fourth quarter. Down two touchdowns. Washington University needs a rallying cry here and needs to execute a little better when they they got the wind to their back and they're getting this close. Fourth and 10 becomes first and 10 up to the 16-yard line. What a huge play. Clock stops at 4.36 to go in the game. Wash U with new life on first down and 10. Clark Stevens, sophomore quarterback, in for the injured Matt Rush. Stevens takes the snap, steps up in the pocket with pressure coming, throws to the end zone, has a man in the corner, tipped away at the last moment. Incomplete intended for Cole Oakman. Oakman had a step, but a great defensive play. again. With the great volleyball spike. That was Schumacher, number eight. Have a game, Andrew Schumacher. From Andover, Minnesota, the sophomore. Second down and ten. They can get a first down without getting a touchdown. With the ball spotted at the 16-yard line. First down line again is the six. 
4.29 to go. Wash U with one timeout, trailing 31-17. You haven't fun yet, Jesse Nelson. I this, love the Culver's Isthmus. I mean, this, these have been fun. Stevens directing traffic at the line of scrimmage. Man in motion right to left is Taylor. Now three receivers left. Here's the snap. He gets it, throws right side out of the backfield. Hamilton turns upfield, tiptoeing the right sideline. Knocked out of bounds, just shy of the first down line to gain at the seven-yard line. The official on the sideline right on it, and he'll mark him down just short to set up third down and one for Wash U. I love that play call that they dialed up that time for Washington University. When River Falls is coming hard, throw the screen. Here's the snap, Hamilton gets the carry going right side of the five yard line, barreling forward first down yardage. Short of the goal line though, they'll give him the two, maybe the one. And Boy, this hard is- Hard running, and you said he's a converted defensive back. Uh, he's a converted wide receiver, Wide receiver, Hamilton. two tailback. Yeah. Ran with power that time. Shotgun formation at the two yard line, four minutes to go, here's the snap. Hamilton handoff right side, contact at the goal line, ball came out, but the official says he crossed first. Touchdown, Wash U. One score game with 3.55 to go in the Culver's Isthmus Bowl. And, and all of a sudden, you just give the ball to your tailback and he becomes the weapon. I mean, what, three plays in a row there? Three in a row, Mike. In the red zone to put seven, oh, if this goes through, to make it a seven-point game. 31-23, Woo! pending the point after. Vartanian on to attempt it. Snap, hold, everything looks good. Low kick, but it does go through the uprights. Good. 31-24 with 3.55 to go in the game. Buckle up. You're listening to the Culver's Isthmus Bowl on 100.5 ESPN. This is the Culver's Isthmus Bowl on 100.5 ESPN and Wisconsin On Demand. Jesse Nelson, Mike Padol at Ashley Field, Bank of Sun Prairie Stadium in Sun Prairie, Wisconsin. The second annual Culver's Isthmus Bowl, a tight one down the stretch after the Wash U touchdown. River Falls leads 31-24 in the second edition of the first ever college football bowl game played in the state of Wisconsin. How about unleashing Kenneth Hamilton inside the red zone? Three big plays, including a touchdown for Kenneth Hamilton. I put six on my stats. The ensuing kickoff going left to right. Vartanian puts it in the air, and it is hauled in for a fair catch at the 15-yard line, which means River Falls will begin this possession at its 25-yard line. And now the conundrum facing Washington University. They need to play good defense. They've only got one timeout left, 3.54 to go. So if you're River Falls, the Falcons, you want to stay aggressive. And, and try to stress the Bears' defense. What do you do here if your river falls, Mike? Because you're a, you're a up-tempo offense. You're not used to trying to milk clock. Yeah, I try to go quick to the perimeter and then run Blaha all day, Daddy. Here's Caleb Blaha, the quarterback, throws right side on first down and tiptoeing the right sideline out of bounds, but first down yardage on a great little sideline route for Mason Van Zeelen, the sophomore. 
a lot hot to the perimeter. You know, get those defenders shading out to the perimeter a little bit. Stretch them out. Stretch the pizza dough. Stretch the pizza dough. And like then the run up the analogy. middle. 3.30 and counting. Remember, because he went out of bounds untouched, that clock continues to run once the ball is spotted and River Falls taking its time. This is where the timeout situation comes back to hurt Wash U. They burned two in the first six minutes of the third quarter. They only have one timeout remaining. Yeah, and at the time, you got to say, well, they were kind of good timeouts because it prevented a catastrophe. Blaha takes the snap, runs forward for a yard, maybe two, with 3.05 to go. No timeout used by Wash U. They'll keep the clock running. So this is a huge play right here. Uh, you know, River Falls needs to make something happen on this play offensively while not being risky. 2.50 to go in the game. Second down and eight. Ball on the right hash. One receiver set to the right. Correction, two to the right, two to the left. And the lone tailback to the right side of Caleb Blaha is number what? 13, Michael Krieger. Watch, watch linebacker Gus Christensen on this play. He showed blitz on that on that move here's the handoff it's Krieger no correction that's number 23 Tim Owen the sophomore muscling forward out past the 40 yard line he's brought down at the 42 Owen is hurt and the clock will stop with 220 mm. to go so here's what I got to pose to you Jesse what do you do on third down here third and eight and, and it's it's important because if you you got to try to go for the chains, try to put this game away, try to win it. And and so, but if your pass is incomplete, it stops the clock. And then all of a sudden, Washington University is going to get the ball with a timeout in their hip pocket. You got to trust your offense if your river falls, right, Mike? Yeah. I think that's your strength. And so that's what you've won games with all year. You pick up this first down, the game is over. You can take a couple of kneel downs, run a couple of plays, and, and you're good. I, I agree with that with that philosophy. You try to take the victory. You know, you, you can't play passive. Both these teams are way too good to, to try to play preventative and try, you know, the cliche, not to lose. Uh -huh. You know, you got to stay aggressive and try to keep forward momentum. 2.20 to go. Owen off the field. Third down and five for UW River Falls. Two minutes and 20 seconds remain in the Culver's Isthmus Bowl. Third and five at the 42. Line to gain is the 47-yard line. Ball spotted in the middle of the field. Clock now runs following the injury timeout. Washington still has that one timeout remaining. River Falls with one as well. Third and five. Blaha takes the snap in the shotgun, runs right, option play, keeps it himself, tries to get outside on the edge, did not get the first down. What a tackle. He's brought down at the 45-yard line. Number 33, who's played a great game, Kyron Kanjar, the Chicago native, played at Mount Carmel High School, just throwing his body on the line and making a one-on-one -on -one tackle on Blaha to prevent the first down. What a play. And a timeout is called with a minute 55 to go in the Isthmus Bowl. Wash U uses its final timeout. Kanjar is a 5'11", is a 190-pound defensive back. He's a senior. For this Washington University team, these seniors, they're playing their last football game. And, and, and so you're, we've now seen the seniors, especially on defense for Washington University, play with the urgency of their last football game. I mean, th 
we've seen Gus Christensen and now Kyron Conjar. It's just been a great, great performance defensively for Washington. So here comes River Falls to punt it away with a minute 55 to go. River Falls 31, Washington University 24. The dangerous Colin Goldberg back to receive the punt with a lot of real estate in front of him. Creed Tim has kicked the ball well today for River Falls. This one into the air. The wind is going to kick it back a little bit. It lands at the 33, bounces backward, rolls inside the 25, and all the way back to the 21-yard line where it comes to a stop with 1 minute and 41 seconds to go. Okay. God, I love, did I tell you I love the Isthmus Bowl? This the is some Isthmus fantastic Bowl. drama, Mike Padol. Fantastic. I mean, we, you could just get the feeling with the way that that third quarter was unfolding that Washington University of, in St. Louis was not going to go quietly into that good night. They were, they, they had, this was going to be a tight game. You could feel it. River Falls 31, Wash U 24, 101 seconds to go in the second annual Culver's Isthmus Bowl. Clark Stevens in a shotgun formation for the Wash U Bears takes the snap. Pressure coming, looks left side, fires outside. The numbers complete to the 25. Remember, Wash U does not have any timeouts. That was Cole Oakman who was brought down before he could get out of bounds. Clock runs at a minute 29 and counting. Boy, you got to get out of bounds on that. That was a throw to the perimeter. You got to turn, go upfield, and get out of bounds. They spot him at the 24, second and seven for Wash U. Here's the snap. Stepping up in the pocket, Stevens pressure coming. Oh, and he's my. hammered down at the 15 line. Oh, my absolutely destroyed by Isaiah Carrolls. Isaiah Carrolls, 6'2", 210 sophomore from Waverly, Minnesota. Point A to point C in a heartbeat. Third and 16, Wash U back to the line of scrimmage. Third down and 16. They need the 31 for a first down. They need 31 points to force overtime. And a pass incomplete with pressure coming on the right side. Brings up fourth and 16. That's the kind of play the kind of pass you make when you've been absolutely hammered on the last play and you don't have your wits about you yet you got to go on because the clock's tick tick ticking wow last chance fourth down and 16 for the wash you bears they need the 31-yard line for a first down thrown to colin goldberg no matter what happens here jesse nelson Colin Goldberg's been your playmaker. Culver's Isthmus Bowl on the line. Stevens awaits the snap. Three receivers right, one to the left. Stevens takes the snap, steps up in the pocket, needs to throw deep downfield, goes right side for Goldberg, who caught it at the 36. Colin Goldberg dominating on the perimeter, one-on-one. -on -one. Wash U stays alive. Tick, 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 39 seconds while they move the chains. Ball at the 36, ball in the right hash. Two receivers right, two to the left. Here's the snap. Steven steps up, fires middle of the field. One-hand catch made at the 41-yard line. Got to hurry. Hamilton out of the backfield has it for a gain of six. Second down and four, 23 seconds to go, and Steven spikes the football. Now the goal here, it's third and four. You got to move the chains. You can't worry about the clock or the getting the touchdown. The primary mission right now is to move the sticks. Get to about that midfield point where you can throw the deep ball. 
21 seconds to go in the Culver's Isthmus Bowl. River Falls 31, Wash U 24. Ball at the 41-yard line. Again, that quick count shows where the linebackers are going to be stunting from, which tech position they're going to hit. Stevens in a shotgun formation, takes the snap, pressure coming, steps in the pocket, throws right side. Hamilton out gets out of bounds at the 48 as he broke a tackle. He first almost down. Took, he almost took that inside. <laughs> 15 seconds to go in the game. Gut check. 31-24, River Falls leads Wash U. High drama unfolding in Sun Prairie, Wisconsin. They need to go 52 yards in 15 seconds to tie this game. Stevens claps for the snap, takes it, steps up in the pocket, fires right side. Incomplete intended for Hamilton out of the backfield at the 37-yard line. So now you got about two plays yeah. to go for it. It's, it's going to be a tough road to hoe. Yeah, one to it, set it up and one to take it to the end zone. Right. And make sure that you don't get tackled in the field of play. What resiliency from Wash U in this game, Mike. Right. And time and again, the River Fa Falls Falcon defense coming up with big plays when they need them. You know, we've seen blitzes and tackles for loss and things like that all game long by the Falcon defense. Ten seconds to go in the Culver's Isthmus Bowl. Has not disappointed today at Bank of Sun Prairie Stadium. 31-24. Stevens takes the snap. Clock rolling, fires right side, incomplete, out of bounds with five seconds left and one last chance for Wash U to try and tie this game. You're lying Colin Goldberg up to the widest portion of the field and send three guys with him and go to the end zone. So watch the hook and ladder. The hook and lateral. You see, not sure what kind of arm and a timeout is called by UW yep. River Falls with five seconds yeah. remaining. A great timeout. Matt Walker's just on point as a head football coach of River Falls. He, he this is the second timeout we've seen today where he's called just to make sure that his team was on the same page. And we saw the last time he did that, they came up with a huge stop coming out of that timeout. We're talking Hail Mary situation, a hook and ladder, lateral situation. You know, get your defense set and get on the same page. Calling a timeout doesn't matter here. There's five seconds left in the game. It's going to be, you know, one play. So here we go. Division three college football at its finest on display today. Only the second college bowl game ever played in the state of Wisconsin. These two teams, man, it's fun watching them go at it. This, game's, this game has a different dimension than last game, but just as fun. And the ending's been thrilling. Five seconds to go. No timeouts remaining. This is it in the Culver's Isthmus Bowl. Ball in the right hash. Three receivers right, one left. Stevens takes the snap. Four rushers coming. He throws middle of the field. Incomplete. And that is the ball game. UW River Falls. Two for two in trips to the Culver's Isthmus Bowl. Back-to-back -back Culver's Isthmus Bowl champs. So good, they went back for a second scoop. 31-24. A double Butterburger. River Falls defeats Washington University St. Louis.
What a game. What a hard-fought, well-played game between two really good teams. You know, River Falls came into this game today with four losses, but they played three of the top eight teams in the country that they lost to. We'll be back to wrap it up oh. after this. An incredible game at Lots the second annual Culver's Isthmus Bowl. 31-24, River Falls defeats Washington University in St. Louis. You're listening to the Culver's Isthmus Bowl on 100.5 ESPN. This is the Culver's Isthmus Bowl on 100.5 ESPN and Wisconsin On Demand. The second annual Culver's Isthmus Bowl on 100.5 ESPN, the ESPN app, and Wisconsin on demand. High drama down to the final play. UW River Falls hangs on for its second Culver's Isthmus Bowl victory over Washington University in St. Louis, 31-24, the final score. From Ashley Field at Bank of Sun Prairie Stadium, Jesse Nelson alongside Mike Padole on ESPN Wisconsin's presentation of the 2022 Culver's Isthmus Bowl. And Mike Padole, what a fantastic finish this game had in store. It was going to be hard to exceed expectations after last year's inaugural edition of the game. Today did not disappoint. Uh, it totally, uh, you know, last year's game was high-flying, Highlight reel, aerial attack by two high up-tempo spread offense teams. That was fun to call and lots of highlights to string together. This year, same two teams, but a totally different dynamic with the weather elements playing into it. And, and, and to see the way both teams fought so hard, especially defensively, because tonight both squads were tested and stressed on defense and river falls comes away with a big big win just cementing his place with the rebuild job matt walker did this is season 11 for him and you look at his years over the years the cupboard when he got there one and nine two and eight oh and ten and now you see the last couple of years nine and two six and four back to back river falls uh Isthmus Bowl championships, two bowl wins that you can hang your hat on. And when you play the style of play that River Falls plays, I think Matt Walker and the Falcons are here to stay in the upper echelon of the WEAC conference. Matt Walker said, and we heard it during halftime when he talked with me, the last piece of the rebuild was seeing the results on the scoreboard. And last year they set a school record with nine wins in 2021. This year they now have seven wins. But like you said, Mike, they went toe-to-toe with St. John's, Minnesota, with Whitewater, with Lacrosse. They beat Oshkosh. Like the teams that have been traditionally at the top of the WIAC conference, River Falls is right there with them. They call it the bottom line. They call it getting something in the left column, you know, the W column. You know, make it make stuff happen on the left column. And uh, Matt Walker's done that now back-to-back years. He's got two bowl championships they can hang their hat on as an athletic program. Mm-hmm. And uh, in a tough conference, the WEAC conference is just strong. Uh, it, it was something. And, and if you're Washington University, the C- CCIW is, is – 
is a great conference with the national champs who are who won today fifty to nothing in their opening round playoff matchup. Oh, no big deal. You right? know they're they're just going to keep on keeping on. North Central, a powerhouse, and uh, with storied athletic uh, history, you know, at North Central. So that's a great conference too. Wheaton is in that yeah. conference, and and now back to back postseason appearances for Adam Keene and his Bears. 31-24, the final in the second Culver's Isthmus Bowl. UW-River Falls for the second time defeating Washington University and St. Louis in the Culver's Isthmus Bowl in a rematch of the inaugural game from 2021. Congratulations to UW-River Falls quarterback Caleb Blaha, who has been named Isthmus Bowl MVP, the sophomore, 21 of 39 passing the ball for one touchdown pass, one interception, through for 265 yards in this game, but then add in 30 rushing attempts for 101 yards on the ground and a touchdown run. He was sensational all season long, Mike, on the offensive side, and he proved it today. It was the formula for a River Falls victory in the Isthmus Bowl. Well, and he doesn't have real big size, and he took lots of punishment, not only in this game, but all year long. But tonight, in the elements, in the cold, he was getting smashed running that football, and he just kept coming kept bringing it so the mvp of the culver's isthmus bowl blaha well deserved and my hat goes out to him he was the difference maker tonight 31 24 the final uw river falls defeats washington university in st louis in the culver's isthmus bowl jesse nelson mike padole will be back to wrap up some final thoughts on division three college football the WIAC, the CCIW, and what the NCAA tournament bracket has shaken out to be so far after one round of play earlier today. You're listening to the Culver's Isthmus Bowl on 100.5 ESPN and Wisconsin On Demand. This is the Culver's Isthmus Bowl on 100.5 ESPN and Wisconsin On Demand. UW River Falls 31, Washington University in St. Louis 24. For the second straight year, UW-River Falls, champions of the Culver's Isthmus Bowl. Jesse Nelson alongside Mike Padol on ESPN Wisconsin's presentation of the 2022 Culver's Isthmus Bowl. Division Three football on showcase at Ashley Field at Bank of Sun Prairie Stadium in Sun Prairie, Wisconsin. An outstanding game that came down to the wire today. Mike Padol, and what it says to me about UW-River Falls, and we talked about them cementing their place in the WIAC conference, it's a conference that is really second to none in the entirety of college football at the division three level absolutely and when you look when you look at kind of how this game came to be how, how mike shaw developed this game so so you have a really really good conference in in the WIAC, wiac but the way ncaa division three there's like i think 24 mm-hmm. conferences so they have a 32 team conference so they do all conference champions or tournament you mean 32 tournament. team tournament tournament they have a 32 team tournament they you know they have all their conference champions and then eight at large and you mm-hmm. get to the 32 team tournament so so already there were two at larges from the cciw uh North Central, the defending champs, won that. Uh, uh, Wheaton got the at-large. Mm-hmm. You can't th- when you only have eight at-larges, you can't take two from the same conference. Mm-hmm. And, and so Mike Shaw saw that, had a light bulb moment, and say, why don't we play the third-place team in each conference really good teams and, 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 yeah. and put them together? There's really good teams that their season just ends. And uh, 
it's it's funny to me, Jesse, because in in FBS football, think about all the hand wringing and kvetching there's been about about oh my God, you're gonna go to an eight team bracket. You know, I say go sixteen. Let's print out brackets and fill them out mm-hmm. and, and and do you know? Let's get nuts because. You can't say it doesn't work because Division Three does 32 teams. And it very clearly works. And it very clearly scale, works. Less money than the say, well, levels. The, the one seeds would blow out the low seeds. That happens in the NCAA tournament. Yeah. It happens. And and so um, while people handering about going to eight-team FBS playoff, Division Three says, hold my Culver's concrete. We go 32. <laughs> I love it. And, you know, so so FBS, wake up. You're I leaving a billion dollars on the table. I'd agree with you, Mike Padol. 31-24, UW-River Falls defeats Washington University in St. Louis in the Culver's Isthmus Bowl. Uh, if you're just joining us, the ESPN Wisconsin College Game Day post-game show, which aired earlier today on our sister station, 94.5 ESPN Milwaukee, Alex Strofe, Brad Nortman, Colin Russo, that post-game show reaction to Wisconsin's win over Nebraska is coming up next on 100.5 ESPN. Mike, you mentioned Mike Shaw. Oh, my. The director of the Culver's Isthmus Bowl, he had the vision to put this game together. You mentioned how it came about with great teams from great conferences that don't get recognized at the end of the year to have an opportunity to showcase themselves one final time, send the seniors out on a great note, use it as a momentum piece for moving forward to next year. Mike Shaw had the vision. He is two for two in Culver's Isthmus Bowls. This one, a little colder than last year, but still a fantastic day. Jesse, I'm telling you, it's 20 degrees outside, but there's a party going on on the field right now uw river falls is party and there's players and families and photos being taken and they got a trophy and they're all running and it is big fun yeah this this thing works it's here to stay mike shaw hats off to you outstanding event two for two in culver's isthmus bowls we think they've both been successful events. You know who else thinks so? UW River Falls. They have won both Culver's Isthmus Bowls that have been played thus far. Last year, 48-27 over Washington University St. Louis. This year, 31-24. They're going to have to build a bigger trophy case. <laughs> for Mike Padol, for producers Hunter Vaughn and Ryan Wollersheim in our Park Bank ESPN Madison Studios, my name is Jesse Nelson. Thank you so much for joining us on this presentation of the 2022 Culver's Isthmus Bowl. UW River Falls, 31-24 winners over Washington University in St. Louis. This has been the Culver's Isthmus Bowl on 100.5 ESPN.